All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on into another episode of the Cinema Lords podcast, episode number seven. We have already reached the midway point in all of the shows that we've been covering. We're at the midway point for Rings of Power already. We're at the midway point for House of the Dragon. We just crossed into the back nine for She-Hulk. We got Andor premiering today. Uh, for you, for those of you guys watching, it's going to be Wednesday. We're recording that night. but So we have Andor premiering today, a three-pop premiere for Andor. I mean, just a loaded, loaded episode that we're going to be talking about. Hey, by the way, Andor uh, just came out 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, testing well already. I've heard good Start. things. I've heard good things. Um, we're going to talk about the a little couple of movies that are in the theater right now, too, that I'm interested in that are also testing well that I'm going to be either checking out this weekend. I'll be trying to check out later on this week. Uh, but before we start diving into all of our topics, let's, uh, let's introduce who we got today. Back last time you saw him was probably on this side of the table. He made his appearance, showed that he can do it all, but he's back in his normal position on the ones and twos, the human soundboard, Mr. K. Los. How's it going, baby? What's hey, going can, on? Hey, can you believe it? Already episode seven? Already episode seven. Time's flying. Yeah, if you include the Cobra Kai episode, it's technically eight episodes. I didn't, I didn't include that into one of our actual episodes, but... Uh, and then back with us again, going back to the top of the leaderboards for appearances. Oh. Mr. Uh, Luke Klein and Lukey Baby, what's going on? How are we doing? Doing good, doing good. Thank you for having me back. Of course, man. I told you, halfway point at House of the Dragon, I feel like you're our aficionado of Westeros. What better time to have you back in than right now? And yeah, boy, definitely a big turning point. Definitely. Uh, stuff's going to change a lot here in the back half of the season. Yep, and, we got uh, the time jump coming next episode. Last one with our young actresses and actors this week. So, exactly. lot to talk about there. Uh, before we get to all that good stuff, I wanted to start today's episode with a couple of show notes. Uh, first off, congratulations to my guy, Kalos, who just recently got himself a new job, uh, which is awesome to hear. Congratulations, bud. Real happy for you. Thanks, baby. I appreciate that. Stinks, <laughs> stinks for me because now I need to find a, a producer for the next couple of weeks because he's going to be having some out-of-state training. But we already kind of started to get Seth working a little bit on the boards for the Cobra Kai episode. He's going to be back on, uh, on Thursday to do that again with us. So we're going to hopefully finish out here this week on Thursday with Cobra Kai. And then on Sunday, hopefully, if all goes well, we'll be here in the morning to do the third part of our three-part breakdown. And we can clean that all up and finish it off before Los heads out next week to start your training. Uh, does that, sound, that sounds like the plan, right? Sounds yeah, like we can do that's that. That's the plan, baby. But we can get set some work on the ones and twos. And then uh, I got a couple of other friends that have already offered, too, to, to try to help out producing. So... We're still going to try to keep the same schedule going, you know what I mean? Because the show's a, it's really perfect the way we have it lined up right now. So we're going to try to keep it going, even in Los's absence. Um, another thing I wanted to point out is that I made a quest. I, I made a promise to you guys that I was going to continually try to keep the show updated and improving it all the time. Talked to a couple of listeners. One thing I heard was that, you know, they might not necessarily watch all of the shows that we talk about. They only watch one or two. They want to kind of skip the things they don't. Yeah. So if you look, uh, starting last week, it'll be there again for this episode. And going forward, if you look right below us in the show description, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that the show is broken down into its segments, and you'll be able to have a timestamp right there. And you're able to literally just click right on the timestamp itself, and it automatically skip you right to where you want to be. That's clutch. Yeah. Perfect. Very simple for, you know, if, you, if like I said, if you, you're not a fan of every single show and you want to, you know, skip to House of the Dragon, bing, you don't have to do it yourself. You can just click the thing. There you go. And then if you're listening on uh, iTunes or Spotify, uh, unfortunately, the description, it's still there. The actual timestamp is there. You just can't click on it. You're, you can't click on it and have it automatically brought to you. You just got to kind of scroll yourself. But, I mean, it shouldn't take you more than a second. Still, it's still there. Though, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's uh, nice. Even if you just you've seen one, uh, you know, saw House of the Dragon, but you haven't seen Ring of Power yet. You're yep. planning on it later, but you can't exactly. wait to hear the podcast. Yep. Hear our take on it. Yep, exactly. Good call. Yep. If you haven't heard, you know, I haven't seen the, the most recent episode. Yep. Easy to come back. Hit the time. Bang, bang, boom. You're out. Or if you're like me and you have an extremely short uh, attention span and you can only watch little bits at a time, you yeah, can watch absolutely. one section and then I know I know right where to go when I want to pick up on the, on the rest of it. Absolutely, yeah. It's an easy way. Just, uh, just a little thing, like I said, to just try to keep up my promise of just trying to make the show better each and every week. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about, I mentioned at the top of the show, is Andor. Uh, we talked about it with Cobra Kai. Right now, the way that the show is like going and the way that we're scheduled and everything, there's just no way that we could cover Andor in this show. We've already been going for like two hours and change every single week. So to try and fit Andor into this would be literally impossible. We'd be going on forever and ever. So the plan is going to be, we have a three-part premiere on Wednesday, today. So the idea that we're going to do is, like I said, we're going to finish Cobra Kai up Thursday, Sunday, along with today's episode. Next week, we're going to do our regular episode again on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we'll be doing again another bonus episode, a second episode, and we'll be covering the first three episodes of the Andor premiere. Which I've also heard that the first three episodes of the Andor premiere are almost like, it's like a story in itself kind of a thing. Like, they all go very much together. That's why they decided to release it that way. Nice. How long are those episodes? They're like in between 30 to 40 minutes. I think there's a couple that might even go like to 42, 43 Damn, but, that's like a two-hour movie, those yeah. three being together like that. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah, they're all pretty good length. We have 12 episodes coming. So, like I said, we're going to do that first three-parter. That'll be out on next Friday. And then I know, at that point, episode four will already be out. But I think the plan, and to just not be doing too many shows and too much, uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to wait for four, five, and six to release. We'll do those in a separate episode again, a bonus episode. Where we'll cover those three episodes of Andor, four, five, and six. And at that point, our other shows, She-Hulk and The Rings of Power, will both have ended. So then we can slide Andor right into one of those spots going forward on the regular show for the next six episodes. So the whole second half of the season. So it's going to stink for those two episodes. We won't really get to talk about them for like two weeks or so, but who cares? I think it's just the best way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Just to not be coming in here for 20-minute episodes and stuff like that. It's hard to find people and all that. I think that's just the best way to do it. Um, but with all that, I say we'll start uh, talking about some of our topics now. Uh, like I said, I wanted to start off at the movie theater. It is finally Don't Worry Darling Week. And boy, oh boy, am I still excited as shit, even with all of the chaos amidst, even with the bad reviews. Because like we said, even if it's a total dumpster fire, that's entertaining as yeah, hell to me. Must see. Must you know see. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. When you have this kind of a crew, this kind of a movie, this kind of budget, everything. Like I said, Warner Bros. It's one of the last two Warner Brothers movies. They had to push everything because they're about to go bankrupt. And now this movie's looks like it's going to be on flames. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I hope that movie is a bag of ass. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're more excited now, though, than you were before. You know what I mean? Oh, With yeah. all this chaos Absolutely. surrounding it. Absolutely. I mean, I still have expect. I still hope that's going to be good. I'm still going in with a very open mind. I'm still going in with somewhat high, not high expectations, but somewhat high expectations. Optimistic. Yeah, you know the critics. Maybe. The critics. I feel like they're they're wrong a lot. They can be oh, yeah. fucking snobby. They can be the opposite of snobby. They can just turn their nose up at superheroes or Kong or whatever it is. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they'll know what they're going to say before they see it. Most of the time, thing, I feel yeah. like I'm very very seldomly surprised by the critics who are. Um, but that's one that I'm very excited to see. I think I'm going to hopefully go check that out on Friday or maybe Saturday. But I'm definitely going to be looking forward to seeing that this weekend. And then two movies that I wanted to see that came out last week that I'm definitely still going to be trying to go to check out. Unfortunately, last weekend had some parties and stuff going on. Had some other events I had to go to. Couldn't make it to the theater. 
But two movies came out last weekend that I wanted to see. Uh, one of them is Pearl, which I don't know if any of you guys have seen uh, X. I know Los, you saw it with me. Yeah. So X was a horror movie that came out this year. Pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a slasher. Nothing. It was a very like original. It wasn't anything like original. Like for a script, it was a very common thing. Slasher movie. It was actually very much like H two O. It was a bunch of a bunch of people going to make a horror movie, basically, in like a like a house out on the like a dam or some shit like that. Wasn't it something in the bayou or some shit? I think it was out in the bayou. Something out in the swamp or some shit like that. Yeah, it was definitely like in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, of course, things go amiss. Next thing you know, the cast starts popping off, dying. But even though, like I said, it wasn't exactly an original plot, the movie felt original. It was, like, really good. They did some cool things with it. It felt very fresh. Nice. It was good. And then it turned out that they shot two movies back-to-back. They shot a prequel called Pearl. That came out this past week. Scored 87 by critics, 82 by audiences so far. Ah. So I was like, damn. I'm like, all right, this movie's doing... Then the first one did really well. The first one did really well by both critics and audiences. And critics almost never appreciate horror movies. Yeah. Like, never. They always, no matter what it is, they almost always bag on them. Um, but I was you know, very surprised to see that. So I definitely want to go check that out. If you guys haven't watched X, like I was just saying to Luke, I definitely suggest checking it out. If you're into horror movies, it is that time of year. You know, the spooky season has arrived. You're a big big Halloween guy, I know. You're, oh, you're, yeah. You're getting I mean, jacked up. I am. Halloween, yeah. October's right around the corner. I'm, I'm going to be doing a Halloween party, I just found out. I'm very, very excited. Nice. we got some things for the show in the works, too, for, for Halloween. That's going to be fun. Um, so I'm looking definitely looking forward to everything spooky season. But definitely check out X if you haven't. Pearl, if you have, go check that out in the theaters. Like I said, it's a prequel to X if you liked that, and it's doing really well. Is it pretty widely released? I, I feel like I haven't seen that name floating around. Maybe they're starting. There wasn't like there wasn't much marketing for it, which it's uh, it's a twenty four, which is you know uh, they're the best. Yeah, they are, but, but they don't exactly artsy, exactly they don't have budget. the money to go out and do the marketing that a lot of the other studios do. They're not like on you know NFL games and shit like that, right. which is pretty much the only time I don't know about you. That's like, the only time I actually watch like cable television. Yeah, but I didn't see much for it aside from like online and because I you know follow up on all this shit religiously. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, it's, it's in all like all your regular theaters and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, and then the last one that's another movie I was excited to look at uh, to go and f- uh, check out, which like I said, hopefully this week is uh, the Woman King, Viola Davis. She like leads a, yeah. a whole unit of female warriors. It's like during like the eighteen hundreds or something like that. But it looked, I thought, awesome. I love Viola Davis. I think she's a badass. I think she's perfect for a role like this. She looked like she got jacked for it. And it's testing through the roof. 95 by critics, 99 by audiences. 99 by audiences. 99 out of 100 commoners that walk into the theater come out and go, that was pretty good. Yeah, even with all the assholes that we have out there. I know. That's exactly what I'm saying. Wanting to be dissenters. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a good design, baby. But lowest thoughts on any of those, but you're in my, my usual go-to yeah, movie. Yeah, I want to watch Pearl. Uh, you said that's in theaters, correct? Yep, came out last week. Yeah, so I'm trying to go see that. Um, what was the second movie you mentioned? Uh, that was the second one. Don't worry, darling, is when we started. Oh, when you have to go okay, see that. Gotcha. Now you don't even have a choice. Yeah, yeah no, I'm going to see that, too, just because I hope it sucks. So. <laughs> Loaded cast, too. But yeah, no, I'm excited to go to the movies. Tempt me with a little popcorn, a little candy. Hey, I'll be there. <laughs> Woman King should be sick, too. All those battle movies are always sick on the big screen. You know what I mean? Plus, you're probably going to get some of like the drumming and stuff. All that cool fucking shit. Love those movies. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be hoping to go to the theater, like I said this week. Check out those. Maybe again, maybe do a double dip. Find a second time to go this week. Because uh, things are testing through the roof. We, got another, we have some more movies coming out soon, too. Halloween's out in what, three weeks. I think it's October 14th. Gonna definitely be checking that out. The last one of the Jamie, yeah, Jamie Curtis trilogy. Hopefully, it's better than the second one. For the love of 
God. Yeah, because this is going to be Jamie Lee Curtis's last uh, last movie, right? It's the last ride. Yeah, yeah. so it better yeah. be good. If it sucks, then that's just a terrible way to end your legacy, you know? Especially, that's how she pretty much got famous, no? Oh, yeah, definitely. She became the scream queen from that, you know what I mean? She's I was going like, to ask, was that, was that like one of her first things? Yeah, she, she was, was real young. 18 she or whatever. She was like 17 or 18, something like that. Yeah, you got to fall, you gotta fall, like finish it through with a, with <laughs> yeah. a banger. A banger, of, yeah. Uh, Especially with how the, the, the first later. part of this new trilogy was really good. So it's almost like you want to do some fucking honor to that. You know what I mean? Do some service to it. If you do a, a second bad part and then another bad third part, that just kind of ruins that movie too in a way. You know what I mean? True. Uh, but, you know, go head down to the local theater. Save the theaters. Go, go, go. A lot of good things out right now. Check it out. Um, before we start going into our uh, rundowns and stuff like that, got some recommendations for you. Last week I left you guys hanging. I didn't have any. I didn't. Nothing I really, really wanted to dive into at all. Uh, but this week decided to just stick with my spooky uh, my spooky theme. Uh, I actually already mentioned X. That's a free one for you. And then the other one's a, I guess technically a three parter, the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Came out last year. I really, 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 really enjoyed at least two parts of it. Still liked the third part. But one of the few examples where I feel like the, the the sequel, the second part of it, is the strongest of the three. Not very often that you hear that. But You'll see some people in it that you'll recognize, especially if you're a Stranger Things fan. Uh, Maya Hawk, Sadie Sink, they're both in it, uh, part one and part two. Um, but basically, it takes place around the same couple of two or three main essential characters. And they find out, basically, that you know it's, it starts off in 1994 is the first one. So it's Fear Street, 1994, 1978, and 1666. Okay. And basically, you find out in the first, where you open up in quote-unquote present day, which is 1994. And these characters basically live in a town where shit happens every, say, like 30 years or so. They say, like, someone goes crazy, basically. There's all these stories throughout history. Mm-hmm. So basically, they, a lot of people rumor that, you know, the town is possessed and stuff like that. It kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, of course, it's now the 30-year 30, the 30 reunion, so it's time for things to start popping off again. And who gets involved but our new characters that we just met. And basically, they go out on this huge... Multi-year, like I said, it's 1994, 1978, and 1666. I don't want to give too much away, but they have to basically keep traveling throughout and hearing about these different tales throughout history that happened in their town to try and figure out how to save the town from like the curse. Dang. But I like that kind of like untread water, like stuff that's never been done before. Yeah, hot. Like I said, they're slasher movies. They're a good time. Like, like you said, tracking through like the whole fucking backstory and stuff going backwards in time it's not like it's not like time machine thing the way I said it's not like that it's more like I said like going backwards through tales and stuff secondhand memories books stuff like that yep. but the way they film it is you're in that time period yep. it's awesome um, but the second part definitely the best one like I said super big like uh, the first Friday the night like uh, Friday the 13th vibes summer camp there's like teenage counselors and then a bunch of kids and let me tell you man Netflix didn't give a fuck because it's made by Netflix. They just wang it, man, because kids were fucking this is kids popping off left and right. Yeah. What was this called again? <laughs> That's the Fear Street trilogy. That's the okay. second one, Fear Street Two. That one was very like they all have different themes. Third one's a little bit more like a, it's like you know it's sixteen sixty six, so it's fucking old school patriot shit. Yeah, Pilgrim Summer Camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's all you know very religious and shit like that. And then the, the first one in nineteen ninety four is the most like I said, it's most modern day, but not a, like a lot of nods to nineties nostalgia and stuff like that. They have a little bit of technology and shit. Yeah, uh, World Wide Web, Nirvana, yeah. <laughs> all good stuff. <laughs> 
Uh, like I said, second one, awesome. Definitely my favorite part. First one was good, too. Third one, yeah, wasn't the best, but it was still entertaining. And if you liked the first two, you would have not liked the third one. You know what I mean? Cool. That sounds good. Yeah, check them out. Definitely check them out. Those were, uh, those were a good time. And like I said, we, we actually, like we said, Halloween season's coming. Spooky season's coming. Yeah. And like I said, Netflix fucking slang it on these, man. I was surprised a lot because, like I said, it's almost all it's all kids in almost all the the different stores, and they just fucking whoosh, they didn't care. I was like, all right, wow, this is really doing the thing, huh? Hell yeah! But it was fucking it was good. Definitely go check them out. All on Netflix. I think they're all you know like ninety minutes or whatever. Good time. Another random Netflix movie that I watched that's uh, horror. Have you ever seen the platform? No, I haven't seen that one. It uh, came out in like 2019 or something. Yeah, it's, and it's, I wanted to it's watch Spanish, that too. but it's oh okay. They have a dubbed version or yeah, just yeah, yeah. subtitles, but it's it's a whole movie shot in one room, and uh, the premise is really kind of crazy. But it's better if you just watch it. Yeah, uh, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, that's where they got uh, like people on different levels, right? And they put yeah. the food on the and it just drops down, and yeah. by so, the time it gets to the bomb, you got nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a prison. Oh, and, and, but okay. it's also like a social experiment kind of thing. Oh shit! And so so there's there's enough food for everybody at the top, but and there's a this this tray of food comes comes down through the middle of every cell and down through this like tunnel, this yeah, elevator yeah, yeah. shaft. I got you. And uh, dummy system. Yeah, and every month also you change what floor you're on, and so it's just like a big. Oh, okay. So like whoever's above just hates who's below them because whoever was above them yeah, before yeah, hated yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the social. So hostile with each other and like if they actually work together and like figure out how to run a society and like. And that's a movie, right? You said. Yeah. Nice. I'm yeah, it's like it's like one. 90 minutes. It's, yeah, it's called one. the platform. Yeah, All right. Platform. Well, I'll check that one out. A lot. Dude, there's a lot of good like Netflix ones on there that I like. A lot of them are on kind of like the Fear Street side where they're more like. Silly horror, which is kind of like my favorite kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is usually what happens with slasher movies. Slasher movies you can play on like just dumb teenagers or like dumb modern jokes and stuff like that. You can still make them just like a fun horror movie. Those are kind of like my favorite ones. But there's a few on Netflix like that that I want to, I want to talk about. The uh, the Babysitter is one of them. I really enjoyed that one. There's a few on there though. Yeah, the can't be horror. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely have to check that one out. The platform though. There we go. Recommendation from Luke Klein, ladies and gentlemen. I'll have to check that out for sure. That sounds very interesting though. Sounds like it reminds me of that Squid Game show, fucking yeah, that, that dummy system thing. Yep, being put through their their thing. Yeah, their, their experiment. Very interesting. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that one out. I'm always looking for more horror stuff at this time. I feel like I fucking literally am just like googling like good horror movies no one's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> anytime you go to like any of the platforms, like any streaming thing, and you go to like horror, it's all shit. Like at least for me, it's shit I've seen like. 50 times like I've seen all yeah. of them over and over and over again yeah you're an enthusiast you've seen the top 200 horror movies oh, a yeah. couple times yeah. yeah so like me and Steph are always just like she's like she'll send them to me like new ones and like I'll look at it and I'll be like alright let's go let's give it a shot yeah we watched one the other night actually that I kind of liked I don't think you and Steph liked it too much I can't even it was a weird name what was it The Wolf of uh the Wolf of Something Creek or something uh, like that. Yeah, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. I oh, think. there you go. Yes, thank you. That's what it was. The Wolf that of Snow Hollow. That movie stunk. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. I don't know. That one had some weird humor to it. It was like a horror movie mixed with dry comedy. It was kind of weird. Yeah, well, I looked up after the fact and I saw the movie had a $2 million budget and the director was also the main character. <laughs> so, right, you know what? Yeah. I changed my mind. That was a way awesome a movie than I thought it was. That yeah. makes me like that movie way more. That's sick. <laughs> I had no idea. 
It doesn't surprise me though that you say that because it's not like a fucking like a big you know action movie with explosions. And stuff no. Like that. no. With only two million dollars though, I don't know what fucking cameras or drones or whatever they were using. That movie looked really cool. They get a bunch of beautiful like scenic views of whatever like. It's in a winter town, you know what I mean? It looks like, I don't know, Alaska or Colorado or some shit like that. Mm. But they do a lot of cool, like, mountain view shots. It looked looked very pretty. Yeah, it, pretty impressive considering the budget. Two million, yeah. It had to be, like, one of those drone uh, things. Still or not, not my favorite movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, not my favorite, let's get into our uh, our show reviews for the week. And uh, we're going to start off with She-Hulk. Who? Was my least favorite <laughs> record scratch. Pin drop in there for a quick second. Definitely my least favorite episode of the five. I don't want to be too too hard on it because I did like I have liked this show so far overall. You know what I mean? But boy, I don't know, man. Something about this episode just left a bad taste in my mouth. Not even just what happened in it, and it being kind of a snooze fest, but it. I swear, Seth actually texted me and Kalos and mentioned that. He goes, is it just me or is the CGI getting worse? And I was like, dude, I don't know if it's just that I don't like this episode or I was blind to it before this episode. I was like, you're right, though. This does not look good. Yeah. There's a scene where she's sitting in her office and she it looks terrible. She just looks like a like a green person, basically. It looks just like if they just like color painted you with green and then just showed yeah. you in it, like, the scene. I did notice, uh, I think it was episode two, if I if I'm remembering correctly, but she walked into her office in one scene and she literally looked like a, like a box, like walking in and the CGI was so bad. I was like, oof. I don't know. I don't know if it's the office scenes, because that was, that was the office, too. Something about that office and that the suits. With how, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's the suits. I don't know. But I noticed it this week after, especially after Seth said it. I watched it again today. Like I said, definitely my least favorite episode. I don't know if it was just the fact that there was no cameo from any outside characters. It was a lot in the courtrooms. I don't know. It was just it didn't progress the story at all. Which I know this is supposed to be like a sitcommy show. We've mentioned it a bunch of times, but you know this is episode five. It's a nine part thing. You would think at some point there's going to be some sort of a little bit of a story developing with a villain or something at this point. Some season long arc that we're going to get a payoff for, right? Something. And season five, we're still just like this one. We said last week was a filler episode. This felt like a way bigger filler episode than last week's yeah. did. No, this would be the perfect episode to put Wongers in. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this episode missed. This episode missed fucking Wong and Madison. Man, two ends, one wide. It's not what you think. It is. Don't forget it. <laughs> that girl was hilarious. <laughs> she was fucking great. Your take on her made me like her even more. <laughs> just because you liked her so much. Oh man, yeah. she was just the perfect representation of just like the drunk white girl. She was so she was perfect. Funny. I loved her. Um, All the drinks at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yak milk and vodka. Honestly, and like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of that episode. Now, in hindsight, after this week's, I feel like it was, I loved last week's episode. This one just, I don't know, it left me wanting for way more. It was also the shortest episode, only like 30 minutes. First episode, no, uh, no end scene credit. First time that I thought we were supposed to get one of those for like every single episode, uh, every episode, but yeah. probably not. It's a good chance for them to just make a like offhand joke. Like yeah, they have been, which know? is so like what this whole show is kind of like. That's when the mantra's been. You I know mean. what I mean? Yeah. But we're gonna kind of just bang through this real quick. But like I said, I didn't really take too much from this episode. Uh, show opens up like we saw. Titania's suing. She's got product slinging. She turned She Hulk into a fashion line. She's basically turned herself into a, uh, a like a, actually Jen says it, a literal snake oil salesman. She's just tagging She Hulk on any product you can. She's on the radio. She's on billboards. She's absolutely all over the place. Cease and desist. <laughs> she's a, she's annoyed. 
Um, we get to one of the few, the, the parts of the episode that I did like, none of them featured the She-Hulk. It was all the side characters. It was like the, the quote-unquote B storyline. But uh, we go to, I found out both of their names, by the way. Pug is the actual attorney. And then Nikki, which is, I can't believe it's fucking my name, basically. I can't believe I didn't realize her name was Nikki. Is the paralegal. I just keep calling her the paralegal. Like, She's got my fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, uh, they're at the office. Pug comes over to her, asks, hey, you mind helping me with a favor? Let's go score the new Iron Man 3. Is that Lowe's thought was very funny that we saw an episode. Yeah, I think I two it. that was. I'm trying to cop those two. Yeah. You get the new Iron Man 3s out, which is a great idea. That I'll say. That's one thing that Disney should probably get popping on because that sounds like an easy way to turn some cash. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Starks. Some, hell yeah. Get yeah. some different color schemes going and stuff like that. I'd buy a couple pairs. Oh, yeah. Um, he also, uh, so basically he says, you know, favor for a favor. Nikki says, do you happen to know anybody that can make like clothes for a superhuman or a supersized person? He goes, yeah, I know someone. The drip broker. Very that made me laugh. Not gonna lie, funny ass name. Uh, they end up going to a boba cafe in search for the drip broker, and basically this guy that's working the boba station is just like, bro, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And he's like, I sell bobas here, you know what I mean? He keeps they keep going though, like you know, come on, man, you know what we're talking about. Takes him into the back, and he's got a fucking Avengers knockoff shop, Avengers and Avengers selling slinging. <laughs> Just shitty merch, all knockoff, fucking hammers, shields, shirts. But sure enough, what better way to make a sale? These people need information. They want to know where the friggin' the drip broker is. Buy some products. I'll give you the info you need. Sure enough, they got them walking out of there looking like two kids at a WWE convention. Yeah. They got friggin' shirts, hats, swords, friggin' all of it. Everything you can buy. And Look, all the intel. Yeah, that's true. They got what they needed, though. But looked looked hysterical. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I would. I'd probably buy an Avengers shirt. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think there was like a, there was all like the all like the heroes had like just different like tilts on them too. Like the Hulk was purple. I noticed and stuff like that. But pretty funny. Um, we go to Jen. She's like I said, the boring part of the episode. She's getting some shit at work basically from her boss because he's like, bro, there's like all these weird billboards for like weird beauty products that have your name on it. And we're like promoting you as the head of this friggin' attorney division. You know what I mean? And she's like, all right, I'll clean it up. He's like, yeah, no, we're going to give you an attorney. She's going to take care of it for you. They end up giving her this like just pit bull of an attorney. Uh, and basically she, you know, gives Jen a bunch of little instructions. And then the, one of the funnier lines of the episode, she goes, and you got to look good too. So go get yourself a better suit. You can't look like a football player pleading no contest to a DUI. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good. As soon as she said that, I was like, all right, that was, that was funny. Well done. Uh, we go to the court case though. Titania's, uh, Titania's lawyer basically just shows a clip of Jen saying that she hates the name She-Hulk and she never wanted it. And you know what I mean? She never like picked it. It was just kind of given to her. Then we pull a clip of our own basically of Jen doing the exact opposite saying she is the She-Hulk. Court said, uh, judge says, all right, we need more examples. We boogie on out of there. But now we go back to Nikki and Pug, the fun part of the episode. We get to, I think you, I think it, they they label it in the closed captions. If you use the captions like I do, they label them just as Luke, which I found weird because the Drip Broker is a fantastic name. Yeah. So why are we putting Drip Broker onto everything he says? Uh, I don't know. I could change my name from Luke to Drip Broker. <laughs> I mean, one second. We had the Power Broker and what was it? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I mean, Drip Broker sounds way cooler. I'm not going to lie. But uh, basically, the fashion design only even accepts them because they say that they need clothes for a superhero. So he's like, all right, I'll talk to you for a few minutes. And he ends up taking it basically as a challenge because they say, we need a person, we need clothes that'll fit a supersized person and then a little midget, basically, of a person. And he's just like, all right, I can take that on. I can definitely do that. 
So we leave the designer. Uh, we go around town and we realize that Jen set up all those dates last week. What better witnesses than to use than these idiots who agreed to date the She-Hulk to win this case? Sure enough, that's where we go. We have to have a ricochet just shot parade for Jen. We're just going to bring up all these guys that <laughs> that she went out with that basically only agreed to go out with her because she was the She-Hulk. Just demolishing any ego that she had left in her body. Yeah. Tough. But good evidence. Good evidence. Yeah, it's proven her case. Good evidence. Yeah. How, at, what, how, what, how, at what level, how far will you go to win? You know what I mean? Yeah. How much will you do? It's like, no, I wouldn't date her. <laughs> I, I dated the She-Hulk. Yeah. yeah. That one doctor guy was just like, yeah, she's not my type. Sorry. He was just yeah. like, damn, dude. You can, well, you just can't know. lie under oath. But I was just like, fuck, that hurts. Man. I know. From like the nicest, most like feminist guy ever, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. But uh, sure enough, like you said, it's, it wins, a, it wins the case for him, gets the job done. Yeah. But like I said, how, at what cost? You know what I mean? She took a bunch of shots. But um, basically, you know, we go from there to the end scene, which the end scene was the only real takeaway from the episode for me, in my opinion. We go back to uh, either Luke or the drip broker's house, whatever it could be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jen's going to go pick up her clothes now that, you know, we, we spent some time away. All right, our suit's done. He gives her the suit. She's trying it on. We don't see her costume yet. We're going to save that for next week, which has been a very common theme in these Disney Plus shows for ending episodes of people getting costumes and not showing them mm. and then doing that the next week. That's already happened a few times now. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, actually, again, another example. Playing dirty with us. Yeah. Uh, but the more important part of that is Luke, or again, the Drip Roka, walks off, grabs a little basket kind of a thing, and says... Hey, to his assistant, what do you not pay any attention to client convi- uh, con- oh my boy, confidentiality? There we go. I had to fight through that one, guys. <laughs> Woo! Anyways, but we see inside the box that he is carrying, Dead, uh, Daredevil's mask. Right. Looking very cool. The red and yellow color scheme, which is from, I've looked into it actually. It's where he, be- it's one of his intro suits in like the comics, mm-hmm. one of his early, early designs, which we know that. This new series that we're doing with Daredevil is not going to be a runoff from Netflix. It's going to be a new, like, set origin story. So, what better time to, you know what I mean, set up the new costume, go to the cool. origin of the comics. And we know that it's going to definitely be a little bit more playful in this because it is in the Marvel and Disney and all that. He's probably not going to be the same, like, you know, brooding blackness with a friggin' just a cloth around his eyes. I mean, I guess they could. <laughs> you know they like, to, like, they like to market that stuff to kids and stuff, you know what I mean? The costumes and all that. Right. Action figures. He's one of the more uh, adult superheroes, though, right? Definitely. Yeah. For sure. And then also, didn't they kind of... Didn't he get some screen time in one of the Spider-Man movies, right? You mean his, uh, his first appearance in Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home? He's, he's like, like He played not as Daredevil, but just as the, the attorney, Courtney Cox. Yeah, catches a brick that gets thrown in the window or something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Makes an awesome, awesome catch. And he's clearly catch. blind already at that point. Yep, right? yeah. Yep. Spider-Man literally just goes, how the hell did you do this? I'm a good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great, it was yeah. a good line. I'm a, actually, I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> But, so it doesn't seem too dark from that intro. No, no, but, no. But there were definitely jokes in that one still. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I'm not going to pretend like I have. But I got through halfway through season two, and I like I was out on it. But I'm actually I'm glad I'm not in the minority. I'm definitely in the minority. I'm not in the majority by any means. But I'm glad that they're going to start fresh, to be honest. I'm, I'm very glad for it. Yeah, works for me because I had not, did not see the old one. <sighs> works for me. I Again, I'm not in the majority, but I... I wouldn't recommend it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> people generally like it, though? People love it, dude. Oh, wow. people, there's like a, a fucking obsession with it on, online, dude. People wow. love it. But like we said at the beginning, 
Least favorite episode, definitely by far, in my opinion. And it had a couple of little jokes here and there, like the show has had. It still made me laugh. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't the worst way I've ever spent 30 minutes of my entire life. I've spent 30 minutes doing worse things. I'm just saying. Believe me. Yeah, I'm just saying. In comparison to the first four, definitely the worst. I'm still looking forward to Thursday to watch episode six. I do hope some kind of a story develops with some sort of a plot and a villain and something we're actually going to be doing it. Yeah, it'd be very weird if Abomination just disappeared, if that was his whole thing, was that a couple episodes. Dude, I am so confused by everything with Abomination. They all got to come all together for the last episode or something. I have, yeah, I'm so confused by him because I thought bringing him back in this was going to be kind of the beginning of them bringing him in for Thunderbolts, and now they announced he's not in Thunderbolts, or at least he's not one of the main cast. So I have no idea what the hell they're doing with Abomination. Maybe he's going to be in the Hulk movie that they're talking about possibly doing, that solo project. Right. Yeah, and it seemed like he wanted to be friends with Hulk and... Yeah. And obviously he's cool with Jen now, too, so... True, true, true. So maybe that's what they're doing. They're lining them up for the Hulk movie. I don't know. They'd be a big trio. Wouldn't mess with them. Yeah. I mean, they, they did say... I don't know exactly what, like, World War Hulk resists, but that, to me, sounds like Hulk on Hulk crime. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure. still looking forward to Thursday. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to Thursday now with that that, that end scene. I mean, if Daredevil's going to be in it, that gets me pretty hyped up. I definitely want to see Daredevil. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just worried that they're just going to show that and him not be in it somehow. I don't even know. But that explains why I was kind of curious. I brought it up earlier. Uh, I didn't know why Daredevil was going to make his way out to the West Coast. He's obviously a New York guy. I obviously knew there had to be some sort of a reason. I thought it might be the kingpin, but maybe he's here to get himself a fucking a real suit. custom suit made. Yeah. Simple. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't need know. to be a full-time move. He's just in town for the weekend. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He need to come get his measurements and had to get it done pristine. This guy doesn't mess around. Yes, sir. But that's going to pretty much wrap it up for She-Hulk, yeah? No other thoughts, I don't believe. She-Hulk. Yeah, just hope it comes back next week a little bit stronger. This is kind of a sleeper episode. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad as... Watch like, it. We're just disappointed that it wasn't yeah. better. Definitely. We, we want it, we Watch want it, it to forget get it. better every week. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> no one said anything negative about this show so far, really. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's all been pretty positive, but... Compared to these other two shows that are just building oh, so much. Oh, my God. So yeah, much. Yeah, like, in a complete, just completely different, different league. But who knows? Let's see where Andor's going to fall in on all this, too. Let's see if it's more yeah. of a She-Hulk and more of this. saying big things, man. I, I don't know a ton about it. it it's a spinoff of a Rogue One Prequel character? Prequel Rogue One, yeah. It's, okay. it's the, um, Cassian Andor, the pilot. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's his like it's like his origin story, basically. But mm-hmm. it's supposed to be very, very grounded. Like, mm-hmm. like, in a lot of scenes, most of the time, they say, like, you wouldn't even really know you're like in a Star Wars show most of the time. I was going to say, like, they aren't kind of bringing any cameo kind of stuff like a lot of the characters from Rogue One are in it again you know what I mean Um, but like there's not gonna they said as far as easter eggs go they're like they did there's no fan service in this show the director even said as much himself like he literally came out he said there is no fan service in this show he's like I wanted to tell a story about like the fucking little guy in the galaxy basically like the shit people that like Work as Janet is and fucking, you know what I mean? That, cool. like, work, you know, wherever. The gym, fucking. <laughs> if there are gyms in Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? The movie theater. You know what I mean? He wants to tell a story about the little guys, basically. Cool. And they're, because they are still affected, obviously, by the rebellion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And going all in with that type of storytelling, too, is a good test for them to yeah, see. definitely. Like, you know, they aren't sort of telling a story that's sort of not related to Star Wars. They're fully testing it out with, in-universe, but. 
no no relations to old media. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And then, I think they if need that to works. do. Like, it's like it's enough of the Skywalk is. It's like, do something original. Yep. Do something fresh. It's a huge galaxy. We're talking about like millions of planets and Star Anything Wars. space-wise, and you yeah. put Star Wars on it. Exactly. Right? It's going to do good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? People are going to tune in to watch it. Yeah. So... Definitely looking forward to that. I'm not going to lie. Cool. Very, very forward to that. It's tomorrow, man. Yeah, I didn't know that was... Three parts tomorrow, baby. Three parts. Or today, for those of you watching today. It's on, what like I said, Tuesday night for us. But uh, from there, let's go to Rings of Power. Do it. Rings of Power, baby. I really liked this week's episode. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I heard a bunch of, on, on Friday, a bunch of things on Twitter. Not like spoiler-wise, just like... This episode's really, really good. This episode's a banger. Da 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 da. Really hyping this episode up. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch it on Friday, and I was a little disappointed in the moment. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little disappointed in the moment just because there was so much hype around it that I saw during the day. Even a couple people texted me. I think Seth was one of them. He was like a bunch of good things about this episode. Yeah. So I got all built up all day long. You know what I mean at work, and then it wasn't quite that good. Rewatched it again today. Liked it a lot more. I really, 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 really enjoyed this episode. I don't know if it was because I knew what to expect this time going into it. Yeah. But I was just very attentive to everything. I feel like there was a ton of little details that they sprinkled in, little clues, tidbits. Yeah, seems like it. Uh, you maybe were just really for, pumped up for all the excitement. You thought they meant it was going to be high action or something, you know? Yeah, definitely. But There's something to that. It's more high story. Yeah. 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 When, when people say that, that's, that is definitely what my mind goes to. You're absolutely right. I think of yeah, old boys battles and, and yeah. 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 See some shit. Yeah. Especially with like the way we like left off last episode with this, this introduction of this new ADAR guy and shit. I was like, oh man, she's going to pop off. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? Obviously, Hallbrand's in jail and stuff. I'm like, maybe we're going to bust him out. Like, who knows? Things are going to stop popping off. But we didn't get all, like you said, not all the action, but a lot of story. And it was a good, good, strong episode, I thought. Really, really liked it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, again, some awesome, awesome visuals this week, which again, we've been saying, which is definitely where to go. Amazon put so much of that money into you can just see it so many cool like the scene actually to open up the episode yeah that was intense looks sick looked wiggy quality like, what the fuck is going on but actually let's get in let's get into it let's start with the beginning of the episode we open up we think I say we think because we find out very quickly it's a dream but the queen is hosting what looks like a fucking group baptism basically she's got like six newborn moms with their kids she was, she's blessing them and all that all of a sudden Storm starts stirring up, wind like crazy, fucking sounds like the whole world's about to end. The white flowers from the white tree, the little leaves, they're flying around like crazy, which looked very cool, like I said. And then we see that fucking, the waves have come for Numenor, fucking twice the size of a mountain, just massive, about to swallow the entire island whole. And like I said, the queen wakes up, it turns out it's a dream. Or is it more than that? Right away, you're kind of like... It seems like it really rattles her, and it it also doesn't seem like it's the first time she's had. That's the, exactly the, what I the thought. The dream, yeah. That's exactly what I. It seemed like she'd seen this movie before. Yeah, it's like you know not, not I mean? this again. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. And we mentioned uh, that she, last week she just has that one quick line. She said, "The elf is here." She says, "Tell your father." And it was kind of just like, what the mm. fuck does that mean? right. So she's being very. She knows something. We don't know what it is yet, but you can tell that this girl, she, she knows some things. This queen's up to something. Right. Uh, but like I said, awesome visuals. Looked so fucking cool, man. 
It was intense. Yeah. Oh, like the wind coming first. I don't know if that's from like yeah. the water, literally pushing all the wind out of the way before yep. the water gets there. Or but yep. yeah, just epic. Might have been that 2012 movie. You ever see that? Yeah. Well, a pretty lousy movie. Awesome visuals. Yeah. The movie looks sick. Flooding 70 floors up. Yeah. New York City. Yeah. <laughs> the movie looks sick. Yeah. That's one thing I'll say about it. I have no problems on that end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that got me very excited. And right away, I was kind of thinking of what Lowe said to me. He said, what is Numenor a couple weeks ago? What is Numenor and Lord of the Rings? And I was like, I don't think it's it's not a part of Lord of the Rings. And I was like, you know... There's got to be a reason. I was like, maybe the fucking waves are going to come for Numenor. You know what I mean? That was another thing in my head. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe this is why I don't know it from Water of the Rings because it's going to be taken out by a big-ass wave. Right. But crazy way to open it up. And then um, we go to uh, – we're still in Numenor. His name is Farazon, which I had to go and look up. But he's that chubby dude with the long hair that we were introduced to last week. He's walking through the city. He's with his son. He's giving him a little bit of knowledge and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, we realize that there's a big gathering of people – kind of a little bit of a, a riot ruckus crowds going on and basically the people are stirring up they're all upset about this fucking elf being here this guy goes up in front of the crowd and delivers a real a real good speech really rallies the whole crowd together you can tell he's got away with his words basically says hey this is Numenor is going to stay a land of men man no elves are going to be here as long as you guys believe in me and follow me I'm going to keep this place a place where men can strive, basically. Yeah, kind of challenges their pride. Like, hey, we're the guys who did all this awesome stuff. And That's you, right. You think that one little elf is gonna mess us up? Like, yeah, come on. They, they've been there for however many thousands of years now. You know what I mean? There's no time to stop collapsing on ourselves right now for no reason. But like I said, I got a real, real sense that this guy might be uh, a bit of a problem as soon as this, because when you can rally the people like that, it doesn't matter if you're a great fighter or any of that stuff. You can rally the people. You can do a lot, man. You have a lot of sway. You know what I mean? For sure. I don't know if you noticed he had um, like all those badges on his chest. I too. did notice that. Was that so, the crests? So it's the same thing that um, Hallbrand needed. Hallbrand like went through the, all that shit yeah, 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 for yeah, yeah. to get one of for the Smiths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that one he thing had, was like, so valuable. So yeah, he's he's mastered all these civil duties basically huh. throughout. I did. I did notice that. Society. I didn't really take a good look, but that makes that makes sense. Yeah, and like we were researching Numenorians, and they they live to be three hundred ish apparently, and okay, and they're like really smart and uh, really hmm. like conscious. So this so. man's got his hands in a lot of areas. Yeah, he's probably he's probably two hundred and something years old, and is an expert at pretty much everything. And when and you're working in that many different fields and all that, you're meeting a lot of different people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is he's respected in every field. Seems yeah. like he's like. The archmaster of each thing. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Cross yeah. it over a little bit. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that stuff. Yeah. That's what we like to do here. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, so I, like I said, I think this guy's a bit of a problem, I think. I think he might be a bit of an issue going forward. You know what I mean? I don't like guys that can do that kind of shit. I never trust them. I always yeah. prefer the quiet, silent, I'll kill you with my sword type. You know what I mean? That's my kind of guy. I like Braun. That's my dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, we go to uh, like the Queen's Council Room, big-ass room. Uh, and Galadriel uh, is there with the Queen, and she decides that she's going to show her what she found at the Hall of Law. She shows her those documents and those records that they found. Mm -hmm. She showed them that the Southlands are in trouble, and she says, hey, for the best interest of everybody, let's reform the alliance. Elves and men, let's go save the Southlands. And the Queen's like, nah, guy. <laughs> she didn't really do any convincing. She's just like, this is right, and you need to do it because it's important. And it's hard no. She also, Hard no. Yeah. She also um, she tells the Queen also about Halbrand's family, how he might be um, kind of like the heir of the Southlands, how he might right. be able to unite those people with them 
and uh, Numenor and the elves together, they can probably, you know, stand up to whatever is rising down in the Southlands. Right. Queen, nah, gotta get out of here. So Galadriel goes, all right, fine. Then if you're not going to help me, I want to talk to the man in charge. I want to talk to the king. You're just some regent. Get out of my face. You can't control me, peasant. I'll like to speak to the manager, please. <laughs> <laughs> She, she had that vibe big time. Yeah. You're so Call right. Karen. <laughs> She's stomping her feet. Get yeah. me the manager. Talk great. to your manager. What's your name? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. But she says, I want to talk to the king right now. You're just a regent. You can't control me. And what does she do? Queen says, all right, get your ass in jail. She has her men yeah. carry her down to the dungeons. And she gets tossed in a cell right next to her boy, Halbrand. And now they're locked up together. No, good. That's not how she imagined it, probably. No. Hallbrand just laughs at her, makes fun, some joke. What was it, a pub fight? Yeah. <laughs> Which I wouldn't have been surprised if that was she, what she was arrested for, either. She's going to shot fire Temba boy. Yeah. She's like, no, I just kind of demanded, like, a bunch of big stuff, like armies of this really powerful queen. That's all. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no bar fights. She did say that she she was ready. She uh, Hallbrand was like, where are you going to get ships and an army from? She was like, don't worry about it. And it already yeah. went terrible. She's like, damn. Yeah, I'm just going to demand it. And she'll say yes. <laughs> It's worked my entire life. Why would it not work now? Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. She'll, she'll believe me. Uh, from there, we go to another cool-looking scene. I love shit that's on the seas. I always am a sucker for that stuff, whether it be Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or whatever it is. But we see a sealed door, and he's on the high open seas fighting some waves. He's doing his test to become like a sea master or whatever, get a spot on the ship officially. And he hears the voices again. Right. He hears something calling to him from the, from the mainland. Just that weird, eerie voice. Yeah. Which I always, in Lord of the Rings, always, like, thought that was Galadriel. Yeah. But now it's like... It's... I don't know. I was, I was trying to research it. And some people are thinking it might be, like, his mother that he's hearing. Okay. Which is maybe kind of what the ring uses against him to talk to him and trick him into doing shit. Okay. It's like it's pretending to be this okay. motherly voice that he remembers. I like that. Has always been hearing through his life. I like that. I like that. Uh, but... I have no idea. And they, they don't have to follow any actual rules with right, the show right, either. Of course, but, no. Total liberty to do whatever but, they want. That's what it, it seems like maybe to me. Or Yeah, I don't think that they would do that tie for like no reason because it seems so close. You yeah. know what I mean? They're so similar. Right. But, and, but then also, doesn't Frodo hear the same he voice? Sure does, so that, that right? seems like Gladriel. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's why in my head right. now I'm kind of like torn because I'm like, well, she's over here doing this stuff. She can't be the voice here. I'm like, but it sounds like her. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> maybe that's what, maybe just why it's more convincing to Isildur as he thinks it's maybe. the other voices. Or maybe. or maybe Sauron just already knows the path that Isildur's on. And it's, I don't know. Okay, just the thought. I mean, I'm saying that it can't be, but now that I'm just putting two and two together, Galadriel is in Numenor. Is that really out of the realm of possibility that somehow she is talking to Isildur? No. I mean, we don't Yeah, Elves are freaking magical. That's what I'm saying. They know a lot of shit. Infinite. Yeah. Infinite wisdom. Yeah, huh. I'd say anything's possible. Huh? Interesting. Uh, she doesn't seem like she has that power. She probably would have used it in other situations. True, but, true, but true. Maybe she'd also be really sneaky about it because it's so powerful. Yeah. You know? Interesting. I don't know. Definitely more to do that, I think. But uh, basically, like I said, he's on his little sea test. He ends up letting go of the rope, and the sea master thinks it's intentional. It seems like he's like, "I've seen you do this a billion times. Like, if you did that, it was because you intentionally did that shit." And what does it do? It gets him fired, but it doesn't just get him fired. It gets his two boys fired, who had nothing to do with any of it. They get tossed off the ship, too. Yeah, that's Shitty situation. One of them looks just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just like a younger version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought that right away. There's, a, there's like some uh, show I haven't seen. It. It's on right now, I think, or, or maybe the first season just ended. It's called Young Rock. 
but it's about like The Rock growing up and being in wrestling and stuff. I was like, this guy should have played him. He was like, he looks just like him. That's a clone. Give him a haircut. Give him a tattoo on the arm. That's The Rock, baby. <laughs> but basically, I, I gotta look at him again. Oh I yeah, I didn't catch it the first time. Oh, I look just like him. Uh, but he ends up kind of calling out a seal though, dude. What the fuck? I spent my whole life working for this, and you just fucked up and got me tossed off the ship. Now what am I gonna do? Like that's what yeah. I've been doing my whole life for. You know what right. I mean? And he didn't even earn his spot there either. Like yeah. Sildor, he just right, right, right. Like was given because of his dad. Yeah. Yep. You jumped the line to get on this thing, and then you get me kicked off when this is all I ever wanted to do in my yep. life. Yeah. Shitty situation, Thanks, bro. Yeah, shitty situation indeed. But from there, we go to an awesome, awesome scene. We left Aaron Deere in big trouble last week. He was in that orc cave, and we had this new big bad walking in, Adar. No idea who this guy is, but we're going to yeah. meet him right now. He walks on in, and he's, my first thought, he's an elf. Holy shit. Right. But God damn it, man. He must have been a UFC fighter in his early years because he's got the meanest cauliflower ear I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, and just general scars. He's all fucked <laughs> true, up. True, yeah. true, true. He he's, was beat he's, up. He's been through some shit. But, dude, that ear is yeah, maybe, awful, maybe man. Maybe tortury stuff, right? Maybe. Tortury scars. Yeah. yeah, you never know. It could have been. But he walks through the camp, all the orcs, like, bowing down, worshiping the guy like he's, you know, the fucking king of the goddamn world. Yeah, so and much respect for him. Def- yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and they have a, an orc that's been wounded. That's like dying kind of on his last breath. And we see something that we've definitely never seen before, but we see some real sympathy and, and sorrow for an, an orc. He's yeah. like bends down, kind of gives him like a, a last rites. Kind yeah, of maybe thing. he's like religious a little bit. Which yeah. You wouldn't think orcs would have a religion of any kind. but No, probably not. But whatever that was, I don't know. Seems, yeah. seems ceremonial. They were talking, in, they were kind of chanting in some little, like, some little language occasionally. I, said, I think it's the black language, I think it said in the, mm. in the captions, or the black tongue. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Something like that. Um, I love watching with captions, man. You pick up so many little things watching oh, things yeah. with captions. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, but he ends up basically shedding a tear for this this orc. You know what I mean? And then shows him mercy, stabs him. You know what I mean? I thought for a second he was going to heal him. I, I thought he was going to pull some fucking little voodoo and like heal this guy. <laughs> but ends up putting him down. Very merciful. Then he goes over to fucking Arendir who's sitting there watching the whole thing. Kind of just got sh- shooting the shit with him. Says, hey, dude, where are you from? And dude tells him, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been there before. That place is awesome. Yeah, by the river. Oh, yeah, down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> down by the river. I'm an elf. Lives on a shelf. But uh is kind of just like, dude, what the, who the fuck are you, dude? The orcs are worshiping you. You're, like, putting this guy down. You're being cool to me. What is going on here? And basically... He's just kind of talking him up before he, he lets him go, but he's going to let him go with a message. Mm-hmm. He says, return to the town with this message, and you're free to go. We don't know what the message is yet, but sounds like a pretty good deal for Aaron, dude. Well, didn't he say, I think he mentioned briefly, he, he said, uh, like, become my subjects or die, didn't he? I don't think so. No? No, we do. Like That's basically what he is going to say, but right. we don't find that out just yet. Okay. Which I'll be, but, I mean, the general tone was... Okay. Maybe I assumed it or... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it was very hard to figure out what he wanted, you know what I mean? Obviously, he seems like he's rising up an army. We know the Southlands are riding. They're in the Southlands. It seems only like putting two to two together, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but just a cool little intro to this guy. Not sure if we're Sauron yet. Might be, might not be. I at first was thinking yes. Now I'm thinking no. I'm thinking this is going to be a different guy. Yeah. Mostly because he's an elf. Right. That throws me off. Yeah. He's supposed to be a man, I believe, Sauron. So that kind of threw me through the ringer when I saw those years right away. I was like, hmm, interesting. Some other dudes to keep an eye out for is um, the Nazgul. 
because those are going to be all the sickest henchmen of Sauron, and they are going to be but tortured. Are they nine men too. I think they're all just tortured souls who are just like. I, don't know, I think they started as real men, and they're. I, I don't know. There's some theories that the the kid, mm. the kid might become one. He the kid who has. I uh, was actually thinking that. I sword. was thinking that that and that old dude that were both there. Yeah. That's a good one too, and yeah. then this this guy could be freaking Witch King or whatever. No shit, I didn't even think about him for that. Only because again, my head was so set in the the men thing. But that would be cool if they did something like that, where you said it's just tortured souls and stuff like that. Right, that would be pretty sick. And he ends up being like the Witch King, the one elf among the eight men or something. Like that. That, that would be very cool. That'd be cool. I like that idea a lot because there aren't a lot of named evil people in. No, in no, Lord no. Of Rings. There's, there's already Sauron been... and there's yeah. the Nazgul guys. And... Yeah, it's like Saruman, but there's not a lot at all. You're right. There's already been more in this show than there is in the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, basically. You know what I mean? Unless you really want to like stretch the box and count like Gollum the bad guy or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. Half of one. Yeah. For real. <laughs> uh, but back in town, we go to the town that you know we were just sent, basically Aaron just sent on a message to. But we go there, we find out that food is running very, 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 very low. And Theo suggests that we should go by the nearby village. There's probably some houses over there. We can use the cover of daylight. The orcs can't come out in daylight. And let's go see if they got any leftover food there. The orcs aren't eating their food. You know what I mean? Right. So a good idea, but a dangerous idea. They say, all right, who's going to volunteer? Obviously, no one does. Theo goes, I'll go. Mom's like, bro, you ain't going. No. You're cocky. 12. You know what I mean? What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Sure enough, what does he do anyway? He grabs his dumb knucklehead friend who just looks like an idiot. And he goes, let's go. We're going. And... I was shocked because very quickly we find out things were going pretty good. They had a, they they got down to the little village. They got a whole cart full of food. They're jamming. They're going to be feeding the people well. They're going to be heroes. No orcs. It's nice and sunny out. And then they're kind of starting to make their way back towards the town. And they come across a big tavern, I believe it is. And Theo goes, hey, there may be more food in there. Let's go check it out. Friend's like, dude, fuck that. We already got enough. He was like, all right, you stay here. I'll be right back, you pussy. I'll be right back. Never good words. Doesn't actually say that, but that's the vibe it is. You know what I mean? I'll be right back. Goes into the tavern. And before anything even bad happens to Theo, a little cloud passes over the sun, blocking the sun. And that kid is out of there. Skedaddles. He's like, I'm out of here. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Jesus, dude. Nothing bad's even happened yet. There's no scream or loud crash or a thud. There's nothing. No sighting of an orc. Not a good wingman. He's, he's out of there. First, first sign of danger. Not a good wingman at all. It's a good no. way to put it. Bad. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. He was out of there so fucking fast. But uh, sure enough, an orc does eventually pop up. Kind of starts going at Theo, and he pulls out that hilt that he stole. And next thing you know, it does some voodoo shit. Turns into a full fucking sword. It seemed like he already like knew how to. Turn it on like he was like digging it into his yeah and his wrists like he was maybe he's already been practicing embracing this a little it, yeah. bit. Now as soon as I saw it like transpire into a full blade, I was like that reminds me of the opposite of the Morgul blade, which like goes down after he stabs Frodo with it in Lord of the Rings. Mm. But I was like, just even the like the blade looking itself very like reminiscent to that. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I wonder if these are somehow like tied early magical blades from you know Mordor and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good call. But. Very, very interested by that sword. But he basically ends up, uh, you know, running out of the little tavern, dodges the orc, dives into a well. And, he, you know, they're looking for him. But he finds out that what they're actually looking for is that hilt. They mention the sword. It's, no, the hilt itself. He has it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. So whatever that blade is that he found, or like I said, the hilt of the blade that he found, they're out and they're looking for it. And like we said, we know it does some magic now, so... It's got to have come from someone, Sauron or Morgoth. Or... Yeah, and it obviously has way more power than just 
yeah. disappearing and reconstituting. It, it's got some real shit going on with it. Definitely. But that was a cool scene. That was definitely pretty cool. Um, from there, we went to Elrond and Keller Brimbor. Yeah. Uh, back to El- Elrond. We haven't seen him. He wasn't in the whole last episode, right? Yeah, no. I think he was skipped entirely. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, pretty sure he was skipped entirely. Which this episode, they skipped the Harfoots entirely this episode. No Harfoots, no wizard. This whole episode, completely skipped. Yeah. Found that pretty interesting. interesting. Uh, but Elrond and Celebrimbor, they're having a little conversation. We see that the big forge that they mentioned a couple of episodes, why he actually went to Khazandun in the first place, is being built. And it's coming along pretty damn good, it looks like. Big-ass forge. The dwarves and elf alliance is working pretty damn well. Things are going good. Uh, but then a weird little thing happens. Celebrimbor basically mentions that he just had a memory like flushed back to him that he hadn't had in like years and years and years. Of basically Elrond's father at one point telling him that his hands were going to be in Elrond's life. And I found that very weird that he said it like that. He was like, he was almost perplexed by it too. He was like, why did that just happen? Like, why did that memory just come flooding back into me at that moment in time? Right. You know what I mean? He does mention that Elrond, where he was standing, he said, you know, like the image of you just now looked just like your father. But like, you know, you look just like your father. That's something different than like, I don't know. He looked very like... What kind of almost just happened? Like, why did that just come, like, back into me like that? Interesting, yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like there's some maybe some magic in the mountain, too. Mm. Like, the way they sing to the stones, and, like, it has a mind kind of thing. So, maybe maybe the mountain is giving yeah, him would, some visions. Or we finally got the, the singing to the mountain. That was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe the mountain is planting or calling on these memories or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just took it. I mean, I guess it's just like I imagine that 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 part that, that this moment that when El- his hands gonna be in Elrond's hands gotta be coming soon, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that they're gonna throw that in there for no reason, but it seems to me that's probably gonna be coming up soon. And actually, I can probably imagine why, because I have a feeling that Elrond's gonna have to make a choice coming up pretty soon. I think, but we'll find out. Uh, we go from there. Elrond is gonna go back to Durin's house. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Before he leaves, one more thing. Celebrimbor says that he basically thinks Prince Durin is up to something. He says either he's avoiding me or he's up to something. Right. Because I don't want to say anything bad because he's your friend, but I think something's <laughs> up with that guy. So sure enough, Elrond goes to Durin's house, and he finds Durin's not there. Nowhere to be found. Talking to the wife. Yo, where you at? Where's, he, you know, where's Durin at? And the wife gives him an answer, and right away, Elrond's very suspect. Kind of starts looking around the room. He's like, that doesn't add up. Kind of starts saying, all right, why are you lying to me? And boy, Princess Disa fucking digs right into the dirt and she goes, oh yeah? yeah? And just turns the whole thing right around, right back in his face. And he's just like, oh shit, all right, my, my bad, you're right. Yeah. My fault. It's like, I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you want? To pick, pick he thought he was the smartest one in the room, man, but she's fierce. She's feisty. Yeah, that was really cool. I like her a lot. I already enjoyed her. I thought she was very funny, but now that I see that she's got some grit to her, she's a real, she's a, I mean, she's a dwarf, you know what I mean? That's how they are. She's fucking, she's badass. I like her yeah. a lot. Laying down some cover for her boy. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what you gotta do, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. a big, big fan. Um, but basically, like we said, you know, accuses him, you know, accuses her of lying. She gets out of it. But then we go down into the mines. She's talking to Durin. Turns out she was lying. He's spying. Prince Elrond, not Prince Elrond, Elrond's spying, you know, overhearing. And it turns out that Durin's... Using those elf ears. Yeah, using those elf ears. <laughs> and it turns out that Durin was down in the mines. And they're making real progress down there. Right. Still mysterious what that progress is towards, but... Yep. Yeah. But at least now Elrond knows where he's headed. He heads down to the mines. 
uses some uh, some dwarven magic, some some knowledge that he has, which shows that he must be pretty tight with these guys from back in the day. You know what I mean? Durin must have showed him a lot because he knows all these little secret passwords and shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He says some weird phrase, knocks yeah, shaving a haircut thing. Yeah, it's very strange. I was like, oh shit! I was like, these guys are tight. Okay. Yeah. Sure enough, gets down to the mind, and uh, who comes on but Prince Durin? And Durin's like, I fucking knew it. You're a spy. I knew you were here to find out about this fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And Elrond's like, bro, what do you mean? Like, I'm not here for any mind. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, well, I could just tell you were hiding something, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't like. I <laughs> didn't. Not cool either. I didn't know you mentioned the mine, so I came down because I came to visit you, and your wife gave me some weird explanation, and it turns out I was right. You know, <laughs> but uh, a cool scene—not cool scene, but a cool moment here. I thought that might be something. Actually, you just mentioned the mountains. Maybe whispering something to them. He makes Elrond swear upon the mountain. Right, hand a stone. Yeah, and he makes it seem like there's some old magic kind of in that. You know what I mean? He says something like uh, "dwarven anger lasts more, longer than elven memory," which I thought was very mm. funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Very poetic. Yeah, very. But yeah. also, don't fucking go back on this. For real, yeah. for real. Yeah, he said you'd be like doomed for all your days. Like I think all your loved ones or something like that too, or something like that. Very, it was deep. Yeah, but Played the uh, curse. Yeah, yeah, it was it was deep stuff. But Elrond, he was in swore upon the rock. And uh, sure enough, Durin shows him that they found this new material down in the mind. And what is it but Mithril? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, we saw it in Lord of the Rings. Frodo is given a Mithril chainmail suit from Bobo that saves his life two, three times at least in the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Uh, but it looks super like, light, super strong. Yep, yep. What is it? Yeah, what is a feather strong as an ox? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Bilbo. I fucking love Bilbo. <laughs> Oh, man, I would have chilled with him so much back in the day. But anyways, <laughs> basically the discovery of Mithril. And he kind of says, yeah, this, this is going to put us on the fucking map, man. This is going to change the game. This is more valuable than everything. Gold, silver, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he even gives a little piece to Lord Elrond. Gives a little piece for, uh, for their friendship, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yep. And I'm pretty sure one, at least one of the rings that they forge... Like has the rings of power is, yeah, yeah. Made, is made of mithril as well. No shit. So maybe that piece. Maybe that piece. That piece. That would make sense. Cool. One of the elven rings. Be kind uh, of a like oath to each other kind of way to, you know, because like he said it's a symbol of their friendship. So he said, right, 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 right. right. So, so maybe there'll always really be their forge. friendship between elves and dwarves. It was like a good little rock. I think I feel you can chisel that out and yeah. turn that into a ring for ring. sure. Yeah. But that sounds pretty cool. We'll see. I'm, like I said, I'm doing some Reddit dives on this stuff, but there's some I actually, cool, cool things I, to think about. Yeah, I, I did a couple of myself for the first time today, actually. Some stuff on YouTube and Reddit, just kind of trying to get some more background knowledge and stuff on things that I was kind of yeah. up in the air about. But I definitely, I feel like I learned some good little things just to help make this show make a little bit more sense. It feels more like grounded now for me in my head, I guess. For sure. And it, it's not uh, like opposed to House of the Dragon where there's source material like right this does everybody's kind of guessing on yeah Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah. You know? i guess it was just based on like an appendices they said from fucking the beginning of some other yeah books. it's just very it's vague direction and, right and then not that they are going to follow it necessarily anyway right and then like, they have the rights thing where they can't touch they can't touch like, like exact certain materials and shit like that right right very and strange. we're like we're still not sure the the stranger could be gandalf according right. but according to all the lore and stuff gandalf doesn't show up for another like thousand years so maybe it is saruman but i think i think they all show up at the same time damn though. 
But I don't actually know that. I don't actually. That fact I saw was disproving Gandalf, but also they can do whatever they want, so it's not disproving him. True, true, true. I'm always down to meet a new wizard. Wizards are always cool. I love wizards and shit. I like your idea of Saruman. That that makes sense to me. Yeah, like I said, just because there's so much story to tell there, because he didn't, he wasn't good throughout, or bad throughout. There's good to bad. There's a story to tell there. You know what I mean? Right. What went wrong? Exactly. Right. Why does he hate the hobbits as opposed to Gandalf loving the hobbits? Right. Yeah. And especially with the way they already introduced him with liking the hobbits, it's even more so. It's like, oh, good, something's gonna happen here. Right. You know what I mean? I like that. But. Get burnt by him or something. Yeah. Uh, right before that scene ends, uh, after he gives him the me thrill, a big fucking rumble happens, a bunch of earthquake kind of a fucking thing. The mine collapses. We find out four dwarves are collapsed in, and Durin, being the awesome prince that he is, he goes, "Those are my guys. I'm gonna go in." And he rushes on in, and he goes and gets them. What do yeah. we think? Gangster. But we don't know what's going to happen with him and Elrond. We go to Numenor. Back to Numenor. We're in the jail chambers. And Hallbrand is giving Galadriel a little advice. Uh, kind of, you know, not the battle. You're on a new battlefield. This isn't swords and bows and shit and shields. This is political. You got to you gotta be good with your words and you're very aggressive all of the time. Yeah. And he gives her some very evil advice, I would say. Very, like, sinister advice, which is find your opponent's fear. You help them conquer it. And then you use that against your opponents. And I was just like, that's deep shit. <laughs> yeah. That's long play. Long, yeah. That yeah. is long con deep <laughs> cemented. You are, you're fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got some problems, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he also helps Galadriel like, see why she was even thrown in jail in the first place. And it really wasn't even so much her like demands. It's that it might have been that she requested this to be the king. Because as soon as she mentioned the king, bingo, bango, she's in jail. So... Maybe those two things are, you know, correlated and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but who comes downstairs but Farazon again. He comes down with four gods this time, and he tells Galadriel that she is going to be escorted back to her people, back to the elves. And uh, as soon as she gets popped out of that cage, what does she do? The good old Galadriel thing. She whips some freaking ass. She whips, <laughs> she kicks these four gods' asses so fast. It takes her like 2.2 seconds. And there's an interesting little back and forth between two guys that we're now both suspect of. Right. Farazon and Hallbrand. And Hallbrand goes, like, I wouldn't do that to you, basically, as he goes to pull his sword. And he's just like, kind of, like, rethink that. And he's like, you don't know like, where she's headed kind of a thing. Or if you if you know where she's headed, don't do it. Which he's like, he I, can't let her, I can't just let her leave. And, right, and, right. Like, and he goes, unless you know where she's headed. Yeah. And then that's where he puts the sword away. So maybe... There's something there because if he knows that she's gonna go head to the king, I don't know. I don't know. I know it is weird. It's either think about it for a second because you know where she's going, right? Or just let her leave and I'll tell you everything. Maybe or right. She whatever. leaves. It's just them two down there now. It's like who knows what those two said to each other. Right. And like we said, we're skeptic of both of them. I don't know. Yeah, and the way he said it too, he's like, if you knew exactly where she was going. Yeah. Then you could let her leave. And like almost some force. Like, like I'm gonna tell you shit. as soon as she's out of earshot, I'm gonna tell you exactly where she's going. I like that. That's a good idea. I but, do like that. Or or just he's telling him to think about it for a second and yeah. he'll know where she's going. Interesting. But then again, why would he immediately agree with that point of view and then just let her go? Unless why is why is it good that she's going to see right, right, the right, king? Right, like, right, right, right. I'm telling you, man, he's suspect. Yeah. I don't trust that guy at all. I don't. There's something not right with him. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, 
But sure enough, Galadriel, you know, she ends up being able to, she leaves after she kicks the gods' asses. She goes out, and where does she go? She goes right up to the king's chambers, the guy she wanted to talk to, the reason why she got thrown in there in the first place. And she finds out that the king, just like our king in Thrones, is fucking very goddamn sick. It looks like he's dying, too. All yeah. these kings are dying. They're dropping like flies. Something new. <laughs> but turns out he's in no place to be making decisions or giving any orders or anything like that at all. Um... So it's time for the queen's there. You know, the queen kind of shows up and, and they have a little more of a conversation. It's time to find out why the queen is the way that she is when her father was such a friend to the elves. Right. So I'm not sure where we go. We go up the tower. It looks like we go up, you know, a staircase basically. And as soon as we reach the top of the stairs, I don't know if you noticed it. I like fucking noticed it right away both times I watched it. Because she, Gladriel, even like stares at it. Gladriel, then they do it for a long like two seconds. But Gladriel just stares at a sword leaning mm. against the wall and it is absolutely Aragon's sword. Oh, the broken, shit. like the broken blade yeah, that yeah. Sealdor uses. So I didn't notice it watching it but I read that after. Oh yeah. So I was, I was going to mention it for you if you hadn't seen it but you, you were it all over it. Because it was long, like. dude. Yeah. It was like not like one of those quick fleeting things and it wasn't like it was in the background. It's literally like she walks up the stairs and she like stares at the sword. Almost I, like she fucking knows something about like that sword or like it's going to be like she has a vibe from it or something like mm. that. So that's Sildor's sword that Stabs. Oh, that's the, cops, stabs. Chops off the hand. Oh, yeah, it's chops broken. Off they reforge it for Aragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was definitely. It's a, it's a pretty like distinguishable sword. It's super long and shit yeah. like that. But right away, first thing I noticed. Good spot. It, yeah. Um, but it turns out that the, the king, when he was still fucking reigning, he was going to fix the relationship with the elves, and that's exactly what led the people to rebel. And basically, they chose the queen to lead in his stead as long as she basically kept things the way they were. No elves, no peace, just keep it with the men, you know what I'm saying? And sure enough, the queen's like, all right, cool. We sent the king upstairs. The king, first night, shows her that, he, what does he have? A palantir. One of the fucking magical balls we see in Lord of the Rings with fucking yeah, Saruman seeing ball. the future and shit. Yeah, him and Gandalf fucking seeing the future. Pretty well. I didn't realize there was more than one. Like, yeah, me That either. it was a... She says one of seven. Right, so not even not only is there more than one, but it's a limited resource right. too. There's exactly seven. Yeah. And they have different powers. She's like, you never touched this one before. True. And she's like, I've touched Palantirs. True, like, no true, big deal. true. That's true. She does yeah. say that the other six are lost. Hmm. But she's touched one before. That's interesting. I didn't pick up on that. So you actually just said that. And it sounded like maybe more than one. Huh. Yeah. Like she was just not worried about it. She's like, I haven't touched this one. This one's fucking crazy. Interesting. So one of those maybe is with the elves or something like that? Or Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. The one that Sauron has is different, right? That's not the same one. I wouldn't think. So that one's probably at least in Middle Earth somewhere. Good call. Uh, I forgot that she said that. She does say that. Can be something? That's a good call. So it's a special, intense one of the seven. Yeah. Not like the other ones. Yeah. Uh, but she has Galadriel touch the Palantir, and it shows her the same image that her father showed her. And it's the same image that we saw at the very beginning of the show to open up. It's the dream that she had. It's Numenor's, you know, end. Mm-hmm. The waves come. The fucking flowers are flying all around. And she said that this whole thing starts when you showed up. Like, I have to send you away to try and save Numenor because this whole vision starts when you arrive. So maybe if I can get you the fuck out of here right now, I can save Numenor. Right. And Galadriel's like, do not make a decision out of fear. Like, you know what I mean? Be strong and let's, she offers it again. Like, let's form this alliance. Right. And again, the queen says no. Right. But she's like, what if it's the way that you handle me arriving here? Not just like the fact that I arrived. What if it's right. you you rejecting right. me right. after right. I arrive exactly. here? Exactly. Like, what if there's more to it? Like, yeah. It's you're not just like way oversimplifying this thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
But for the first time, Galadriel's actually trying to show some actual ability to converse and not just like demand shit and be a little temper tantrum yeah. fit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but from uh, from there, we go back to the town. Um, we find out that the kid made it back to town. He brought all the food. No Theo, though. Sure enough, mm-hmm. Ma goes crazy. What the hell? What do you mean? What happened? So she friggin' flips out. She goes, you know, flying off. And then we go back, and the kid's still hiding in the same well. It's dark now. He's been there friggin' all day. He's like, all right, I got to finally make my move, use some darkness. Tries to make a run for it, ducks some orcs. And sure enough, one of them catches him. And right as he's about to friggin' gut him or something, take his hilt that he needs, who saves him? Aaron Dick comes in fucking saves him. Dope. Pretty cool little scene. Yeah, pretty cool, like Assassin's Creed style, like sneaking from yeah hidden spot to hidden spot too. Like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool how they shot that. Yeah, it seemed like they a few times they would cross in front of a post or something. Right. So they made it look like it was a two minute shot. But, yeah, but they just like really smoothly cut together some shots. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it looked good. It looked cool. It was a cool little run. Uh, I actually mentioned it to you before the show. That orc that Aaron Deer kills that's about to take out Theo, mm-hmm. I found out today. I didn't find his name, which I wanted to go and look, but it's the only guy, he's the only actor who's appeared in every single play, uh, every single part of the Lord of the Rings like saga. He was an orc in all three of the Lord of the Rings movies, all three of the Hobbit movies, and he was also in this. It's pretty epic. Pretty cool, yeah. It's yeah. a pretty fucking cool thing to have like on your resume, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but we had this really, really, really. This was one of the only scenes I didn't love about the show. We had this slow mo scene where like Arendir and like Theo are like running from the orcs for their lives through the foods, and the whole thing is in slow mo. Yeah, it's like a fucking four or five minute long slow mo scene. <laughs> I, I was like, all right, I like you use slow mo in in small doses to kind of add effect. When you do a whole scene like this, it kind of loses its muster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yelling at each other and singing each other's yeah. names back and forth. Exactly. Like we're conversing <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's fucking, I don't know. Theo. We saw the cool uh, the cool move from the trailer that they showed where Aaron Dia catches the fucking arrow, fucking that turns it, dope. shoots it back. Like that part, if you want to put yeah. that in slow motion, cool. You yeah. know what I mean? I get that, but to do the whole fucking thing in slow mo, I just thought it was long. I was just like, yeah. "All right, we get it, dude. Like, can we? We're running. Let's can we run? Let's go, Vamanos." Yeah. Sure enough, mom shows up there right in time. Of course, perfect moment just to be there to basically like hug her boy, even though he's already saved. Like, come on, son. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make a mad dash through the woods, and you know, sure enough, Aaron Diaz, you know, saves the day. Uh, yeah, that sunlight. Yeah, that's second. right. Yep, good call. They use the they use the sunlight, which was a good move to uh, the sun finally kind of pierces out when they get to the woods. Did it seem like he did some like move the clouds shit? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm just thinking of uh, in Lord of the Rings how I think it's Awen like summons that like stampede of horses yep. coming down the river yep. Yep. and stuff Maybe, and like yeah, control yeah. the elements a little bit that's true that's um, true i think that was like their like holy river in front of their city so that's that could be different right but yeah it's probably like sprinkled with magic it seemed like, he, and stuff it seemed like, like as soon as you looked up at it it just cleared up yeah i hope it wasn't that same one cloud from his friend hours ago you know what i mean when he <laughs> yeah. ran when he ran off <laughs> right <laughs> same one uh but cool little scene aside from that i don't know the slow-mo stuff if you like i don't know i didn't love it but yeah I, it would, I just felt like it would have been a lot cooler in, in speed, especially actually that arrow catch. If you could have done that in full motion, that would have been sick. That was really cool. Uh, but we go back to the mines, and uh, we're at Kazadun, and we see, we mentioned it quickly earlier, but Princess Disa, she's singing to the mountain, which I thought was pretty cool. We saw that that might be, we sort of mentioned earlier, so 
I wasn't surprised to see it, but it was cool. Yeah. And basically, she was pleading to the rocks. She explains to Elrond that she was pleading to the rocks to uh, release the dwarves unharmed. They give them all back. And sure enough, uh, you know, he she apologizes to Lord Elrond too for for lying to to lying uh, for lying to him earlier on. She said, you know, if if it wasn't for you, Prince Durin might have been down there. He might have been trapped too. So thank you. You know what I mean, Durin. I mean, Elrond's like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't. No, it's all good. You were, you're just protecting your man. Yeah. I understand. You know what I mean. That's what you got to do. Right. Respects it for real. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we find out that the dwarves are all alive, but unfortunately, the mine is going to be shut down. Even though we just found this mithril, the king says, "Yo, it's time to shut this shit down. We can't have it. It's too dangerous." Durin's furious, you know what I mean? He's like, I've had it. My dad's always fucking with me. He's always getting in the way of shit. And then Elrond gives him a little bit of nice, friendly advice and kind of says, hey, man, like, just appreciate the time you have because there's going to be a time when your dad's not going to be here. And that's kind of the boat that he's in. And I wish I could do anything to have one more conversation with my dad. Yep. Getting serious real quick. Yeah. And it definitely hits home. Definitely hits home. Durin right away kind of is like, oh, shit, you know what? You're right. Good call. Right. Stubborn dwarves as... As much as they are, you know. Good He's point. Like, you know, you you got to me with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good call. Good call. That's true. They're supposed to be these very stubborn guys, but you know, Elrond's words are so good, and they hit him clean. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does. He goes to his his king, his dad, his his dad's chambers, whatever is thrown there. He apologizes. Dad says, "Hey, man, nothing to apologize for. It's all good." And then he mentions that the the dwarven king they're supposed to hear all of their ancestors once they take the throne. He goes, "You never have to worry about that. I'm always with you," which I thought was a nice little sentiment. Yeah, that was cool. But basically, uh, Durin says, hey, Elrond invited me back to Linden. Should I go? King says, what do your instincts tell you? Durin says, I think there's more. He goes, good, go. Mm -hmm. So he's heading to Linden with Elrond. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that. That'll be uh, be next week. But that that was a cool little way to end that, I thought. They're a good team. The the dwarf elf yeah, duo is just awesome. awesome. They're great. Yeah, yeah. I love I love Durin. I I like seeing I like seeing his character. I like seeing him work with Elrond. They're just funny. They're back and forth. They're banter. Yeah. They had that one spot where uh, they mentioned how they met two this week, which I thought was funny. Totally different stories, completely clashing. <laughs> yeah. One saved one, one saved the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was very Legolas and Gandog Gimli esque. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. They're very similar to them, but also their own characters. But they have the same same vibe. Yeah. Competitive, but loving. Yeah. And then we're going to be winding things down here. We're going to be kind of closing up the episode. We go to the town. We see that Arendir is going to, re, you know, finally tell the message that Adar told him, which is basically if, you know, if you just forsake all your claims to these lands, swear fealty to him, you guys will all live. Otherwise, you die. Pretty obvious, like you said, but I yeah. mean, I don't know. So that's what I was thinking. I, yeah. I, I was putting that part earlier in the episode. Yeah. Just kind of seems like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of town then. You know what I mean? We got to get yeah. out. Yeah. Seems bad. Yeah. Let's not become slaves of the evil empire. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Theo. He's just kind of chilling now. He's just chilling out, hanging out. And then that old man that he stole the hilt from, he fucking Pretty comes creepy. over to him and he acts like a total fucking creep weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <for> he, <laughs> he like pulls up his like, hey, shirt. Guess you know how it works, don't you? <laughs> I got the same mind. Have you heard of him? Have you heard of Saturn? <laughs> yeah. Just like, whoa, dude, you were going way overboard. You need to relax, dude. For Settle real. down, bro. But that guy gave me the fucking creeps and that shit. Yeah. So this guy, now that you say that, he's probably one of those nine men. Dude. That guy's a fucking creep. I know. But interesting little way. Like I said, they both got the same mark, so I don't know. Maybe they'll be somewhat tied. He actually mentions that Sauron's coming back. He says that the meteor is coming. That's a sign that he'll be coming back. He said, we got to be ready. Fuel up. Right. Weird. Very weird, yeah. Fucking weird. Um, something very 
I don't know. I wish I remembered more of this, but when he talked about the meteorite being Sauron, yeah, right? um, he was saying that that's how Sauron can be born from a star or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a there's a part in the last episode where the hobbits say that like um, people become stars, but stars don't become people. Like you should know this. And, uh, oh yeah, I remember like, what you're saying. Actually, it's yeah, like yeah, very, yeah. Uh, I don't know, just contradictory, opposite. You know, good and evil obviously might have different lore and stuff, but this yeah, guy's yeah, pretty yeah. damn confident that Sauron can turn from a star into a person. Yeah, clearly. And they saw someone fucking follow this guy and become a person. True. But I don't know. Definitely not going to see the last of him though. He's definitely going to be back. Unfortunately, that creepy old fuck. Yeah, he's fucking weird. <laughs> Unless Theo kills him, maybe he will. Hopefully, hey, kid. I can't. I can't. No, I was like, dude, I know there's orcs all over the place. But you freak me out, bro. You got. You got to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, but from there, we go to our last scene of the series. We go back to Numenor, where we started. We're going to end it off here. And we're basically, we have this big ship. We're sending Galadriel home. We're going to, you know, send her home. She's got this huge parade of fucking soldiers with her and shit like that. And then the queen is supposed to be going to go make an announcement, basically, with Farazhan to go tell the people, hey, we got the elf out of here. All's good. We're back to a land of just men. You know what I mean? So she's like, all right, we're heading back. And all of a sudden, what happens, what happens is the white leaves start falling from the white tree. Mm-hmm. just like reminiscent of the beginning of the episode which led to the fucking waves and they take that as a sign right away like fuck yeah. we have to stop immediately yeah this is wrong yeah ends up just changing pace real quick we go to the council and now she's making an announcement that we're gonna be forming the alliance that we used to have men and elves we're gonna go with Gladriel. we're gonna go to the Southlands we're gonna fight alongside our brothers and men let's go and we're going to try to, you know, stop this shadow, whatever that's coming for us. Pretty crazy. Got the war. And the part that I was the most surprised by is that Farazon is approving of it. He's, like, just standing there. And he doesn't say anything bad. He's just like, oh, yes, we must. We must. You're right. Hmm. And right away, I was just like, that is a guy who wants to get the queen in charge out of here. Yep. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what maybe that's what he meant by what if he knew exactly where she was going. Maybe. Like, what if she wants to go invade this place and do this? And it's going to go exactly like we want it to. Maybe. You know? Very fucking strange, than Not just running to the king, but... Because this is the guy at the beginning of the episode. He's all about keeping Numenor all men, all men, no elves, da-da-da-da. And then as soon as we're going to go help the elves, he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, that's just, like, you just turn, like, very fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's got to be a reason for that. And now if the queen's out of there, he can kind of fucking rally whoever's there. And then I kind of doubled down on this thought because from here we go right over and we see that Isildur's dad is basically like asking for volunteers. He's like, we're going to go to the mainland. We're going to go protect the queen. We're going to go fight. Right. Like, do we have any volunteers? And I'm just like, do we have any volunteers? I'm like, aren't we this like grand place? Like, we don't have any fucking soldiers. Right. Yeah, that's weird. Like, we don't have an army that's like ready to go, a battalion that's going to go help kick some ass. It's going to like scare, you know what I mean? Right. We're just like looking for anybody in the street, just any fa- like any fucking common, any cook, chef, anybody who's got a fucking hammer. Right. They made it seem like it wasn't a royal decree that everybody had to go do this shit. Like, yeah. And Probably because they're trying to get the non-believers who believe in elves out of town, and now we can kick them out. We don't need to take them back, and now we just keep all the people that love men here. Uh, yeah, that could be. You know be. what I mean? Yeah. Get all, shun the non-believers, get them out of here, and then we'll roll this place the way we want, the way we've always wanted to. You yeah. know what I mean? Build, build can't the walls. Charge. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Love yeah. It. Like I said, his, uh, Sildo's dad's asking volunteers at Sildo and his two friends, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's back, and the other kid there, they all they all sign up. So we haven't seen the last of them. They're going to be back next week. Yep. But 
Very strong episode, I thought. Very, very good. Definitely pushed the storyline a long ways. We're at the midpoint already, but I was glad to see the Elrond and Durin storyline back because it wasn't in at all week three. Right, and now we know they're going to be partnered up for foreseeable future, too. Right, I like that. Good call. Yep. I'm glad. I, I want to see them more, especially, like I said, it's already the second half. I can't believe it. Only eight episodes. It feels like pretty wild. And for them to not be in a whole episode, that stinks. But no Harfoots, like we mentioned, the whole episode. I was kind of a little surprised by that. But Maybe we'll get some breakthroughs on that Stranger storyline uh, next yeah. episode because of that. We'll, we'll probably get at least 15, 20 minutes of Harfoot I'd, you know, yeah, if definitely. we missed out on them this time. Yeah, they would definitely. Yeah, usually I feel like that's what happens. Now there'll be, a, there'll be something kind of significant probably this next one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anything else? I thought that was really, I thought that was a really good episode. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm uh, trying to stay up till Thursday at midnight. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> maybe for the finale, I might. You never know. Let's see. Let's see how things pop off. You never know. I might be there for one. I was surprised when it. I, I thought it was Friday at midnight, but I turned. It on. I flicked on yeah, TV at yeah, like yeah, yeah, six yeah. p.m. on Friday, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" It dropped last night. Yeah, I like. I, I thought they would. They should have kept that nine p.m. release thing because I think that would have been a cool idea. There's a social aspect that people like watching things together and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Everyone puts down their phone for an hour, tunes in at nine, and then everyone goes and talks about the show and whatever it is. Twitter, social media, text message, whatever it is. You know? What I mean? Yeah, you get the trending stuff on Twitter, and yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, whatever it is, I don't know. I'm enjoying the show. Good, strong episode. Looking forward to what we got in week five. Yeah. Good shit building. Yeah. Los, anything? Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode. Probably either the best one or the second best. This week and last week were the two best ones so far. Three and four were both really good. Uh, like you said uh, before you started the recap of the episode, I was all hyped up because all I heard was this episode was unbelievable. Yeah. It, was, it was a good episode. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, wasn't like we said. It wasn't the action packed like. I just kept seeing this episode's amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> uh, let's keep things moving though. We're already at an hour and twenty here. Let's dive into Hot Dragon episode five. Oh, the reason why Mister Luke is here. Episode five. We like the way. Right. The, the words of House Hightower. Oh, I should have put that together. That makes perfect sense. I didn't know that until you just said that, but that makes perfect sense. That's Especially after. Motto. I didn't know like that was it until yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. But it makes perfect that sense makes after everything happens. Perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, good episode. Game of Thrones weddings, which we know never go good. This one didn't go as bad as some of the other ones have gone, but still didn't go good either. This one's still pretty pretty sideways on us. Yeah. Good old-fashioned uh, Thrones universe wedding. Never good. Shit, shit goes down. It's never, ever good. Unless you get married in complete privacy, then you're just allowed to get brutally murdered a couple of years later. But you'll have a couple of those early years where you'll be happy for a while. So that might be your best bet. You know what right. I mean? Secret marriage. Yeah, one, going, the, one or the other. Um, but like I said, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. I think I liked it more than I liked last week's episode, I would say. Um, yeah, not a lot of dragon action. No, one very cool shot though of those two dragons when everyone was arriving to King's Landing. Yeah, I actually wrote that down. I was like, that scene looked very cool. Just the two dragons What's flying that? with the fucking the shoe, uh, the crew and stuff. Yeah, I also didn't realize that. Um, I, th- I assumed it would be Rhaenyra and Laenor, but it was actually um, Rhaenys's dragon and Laenor. Oh, was it? So oh, yeah, it, it I was, didn't even notice who. Like, I couldn't even it, tell because it was weird because I it, it was red. 
Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, is, is that freaking Caraxes? I gotcha, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I guess it was Melis, which is Rhaenys' dragon. That makes sense. Big old, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, red, the red lazy. Lane is not one. a dragon rider. Um, not Just Lainor, right? Yeah. Interesting. But she's the one who's super interested in Vagar and Valerian. She's yeah. asking Vagar about, I mean, uh, asking Viserys about all that stuff when uh, they had that little walk that's through right, the park. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. She was interested. <laughs> she looked like, she seemed like she had all that Arya, like, backstory knowledge. She liked the stories and stuff like that. Yep. But um, let's start off, right? Let's, let's kick this thing off. We open up. We finally see a character that we've heard a lot about this, this season. We haven't seen her yet. We open up in the Vale, or more maybe specifically Runestone. And we see Prince Damon's wife, the Lady Rhea Royce. She's just riding around, having a good old time, enjoying her ride. And who does she come upon? A cloaked man. And I swear to God, Luke, for a second, I was just like, oh, my God, is that a faceless man? Oh, my God, is that a faceless man? <laughs> but it was just Damon behind the world's biggest hood of all time. Basically, South Park style. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest hood of all time. It's Kenny. <laughs> Uh, the Lady Royce, man, she just right away, like, Damon doesn't even say hello, and she just starts carving into this guy. Just shit-talking him all over the place. What's up, loser? You here to finally fuck me? Because you haven't yet. How about you go bang a sheep? Yeah. Uh, I heard you got placed over for air. How's your shit going? She's rough, yeah. She is, man. She's going in. And then all of a sudden, as she's going in on him, she almost realized, she stumbles into it with all of her shit talk. She's like, oh, fuck, you're here to, oh, shit. She realizes, you're here to take me out. And then we have an interesting way of showing it, though, because we don't really see if Damon does something to make the horse freak out. Yeah. But the horse is going to freak out and kick her right off, send her tumbling to the ground. But we don't see him, like, actually do anything. Seems like he reached for the reins. Right. And she reached for her weapon, and the horse fucking backflipped yeah. <laughs> onto his back. And There's a lot of her. scenes with Damon where... They're, they're viewed through a scene where we don't know exactly what happened and we're left to almost interpret it through like word of mouth. For sure. It's always with him, I've noticed, too. I was going to say that uh, it's become a theme for him. He has yeah. a lot of scenes with where he doesn't speak. Yes. So yeah, this is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. one this he, is he doesn't speak a single word. Also, in the whole scene with um, Kragus, Crab Feeder, yep. he doesn't speak when he holds up his sword and stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a seven-minute scene where he doesn't, doesn't say a word. He's also always lurking in the background. Um, like hiding behind shit, watching people. Yeah. Even yeah, in yeah. the even in the play that him and Rhaenyra see, the character that plays him is just chilling in the back of the play and has no lines. No shit. Yeah. That's very good call. That's an Pretty awesome wild. spot. Pretty wild. That's fucking wild. No shit. So, so it, like you said, it leaves a, a lot of it up to our interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have him getting him. Like taking credit for shit he might have not necessarily not done. done. Right, right, right. But this being at one, least that there's like a there's a reason why he would have done that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's still like I think he did want to try to piss off the king, so I wasn't totally surprised by that one. But there is all these other ones. Yeah, like but that was still suspect. I'm right, so he, he looks like suspect for killing no shit. the wife, but maybe he didn't. He he didn't ever say the air for a day thing. Or yeah, not, well, like not on screen. See, yep, yep, we didn't see that one. But either. he just embraced that, rolled with it. That's he didn't bang Rhaenyra. He rolled with that. Yeah. But basically, uh, Lady Royce, she falls off. It seems like she's paralyzed. Yeah. And sure enough, Damon's going to walk away. What does she do? She starts talking shit to him again. You can't finish. Yeah, I took that it's one. It's like, Jesus, this poor guy. Yeah, I knew you couldn't finish, Craven. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what does he do? He grabs a rock and goes and bashes her head, and it seems like. Most likely. Got it done. Uh, this is a very fast Allegedly. Episode, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> uh, I know this episode, very fast-paced. I feel like a lot of times, Thrones, the scenes, there's like less scenes and they're longer. This episode, it felt like we were kind of fucking banging. Yeah. There's a few things I just have like real quick notes on, but 
Basically, we had a quick scene real fast. With tra- we're, on the, we're on the seas. We're traveling to Driftmark. Yeah. We just see the king. He looks fucking sick as shit. Like, he's, it looks like they're trying to make him almost, like, seasick, but this is more than seasick. He's yeah, they're pale. He looks gross. Yeah, they're really forcing his uh, downfall here. Yeah, it's coming. Degrading health. It's starting to come fast. He's literally yeah. rotting away. Uh, and the other quick thing that we see real fast is that Lord Strong is now the new hand, which I thought that's the best decision. I wasn't surprised by it at all. Right. The king seems like he's taking his advice at every, not taking it, but appreciated his advice at least at every single turn. Right. He seems like one of the only guys of any honor and integrity in this whole fucking kingdom. Right. So good decision, I thought. Yeah. Uh, from there, we go to King's Landing for a good scene, I thought. Allison says bye-bye to Daddy Otto. Otto, ding-dong, he's gone. See you later. Back to Hightower. And uh, Allison, even though she's sad as shit, Otto kind of doesn't hold any punches for a minute. He kind of says, hey, you had a part to play in this. Like, you backed Rhaenyra. You kind of caused some of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, let me tell you, a time is coming because the king is going to die. Whether it be months or years, he ain't going to grow old. And if Rhaenyra takes that throne, war is going to fucking come. And she even goes as far to say that if that happens and Rhaenyra takes the throne, she will have to put your children to the torch. Kill her own fucking... Half brothers, yeah, and her friend's children just to back her own line, basically to you know make sure that she is the true heir. Yeah, I don't believe that for a fucking second. It's a little intense. Raynar is a gangster. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she's gonna kill her fucking half brothers. I just don't believe that. Right. As long Maybe as I'm wrong. As long as they're cool, then she shouldn't have a reason to. Right. True that. Agreed. Right. Yeah. If all of a sudden we get a little fucking. But Ramsey if they're Bolton if they're trying to do some shit, then we might have to put them down. Yeah. Shout out my boy Ramsey Bolin. <laughs> but that's on him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but either way, uh, he tells her that you know you got to either prepare Aegon or you better get ready to just like basically suck up to Rhaenyra and just hope that she takes pity and, and she you know lets you off the hook. Right. Trying to make it seem like it's not a, uh, it's not like what do you think Rhaenyra's character is like? It's that she's gonna have to do this to right. her kids if she wants to survive. Right, right. Basically, and, to con- like to convince the kingdom that this is her fucking throne. Basically, yeah. get all these other heirs and the fuck out of here. Yep. It's beyond whether you think she would do this to you. It's like yeah, realizing this is the reality of how she has. He's to still do it. trying to keep his claws in her, man. You know what I mean? He's still trying to get his his outcome to the fruition. You know what I mean? For sure. But he gives her a big hug, which I, I was kind of not surprised by. But it was a very big hug, a very warm embrace. No words at all, which isn't really the Game of Thrones thing. There's no I love yous really in Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Sure. All these goodbyes are always kind of cold, they seem like. But it seemed like he you know, was sad about leaving her. She was clearly sad to see him go. You know what I mean? Yeah. We go back to Driftmark. And boy, oh boy, did they not pull out the fucking red carpet at all. They didn't even pull out the black carpet. They didn't pull out any carpet. They didn't even dust the ground. There was nobody there. Not a single soul, basically. Lainor was kind of fucking around with his sword, screwing around with one of his friends playing sword fights. Yeah, but one of them later. Yeah, one of the sword fights later. They're crossing swords, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But uh, King's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? They're like, where is everybody? The princess Lena, she comes down too. They're like, yeah, hey, we're kind of here to escort you. And they're just like, yeah. all right, like, whatever. Let's just fucking get on with this. Yeah. Like, this is bullshit, he's, he's tired from his journey, so he's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Lord Cole is really grabbing his balls here. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's already been doing it. He didn't go back to the fucking... <laughs> yeah, He didn't go back to the throne, uh, you know, back to King's Landing after he secured the Stepstones and stuff. He didn't, you know, could have gone and, like, basically gotten a reward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chose not to. Just went straight fucking back home to Driftmark. Said, screw you to the king, basically. 
went to war actually with the Stepstones, which is against the king's orders too. So he was already against the king at that point. Now we hear the rumors that he's trying to wed his Lena, uh, his daughter Lena, off to the fucking free cities. So he's basically just shitting on the king at every point at this, you know, at this turn right now. Yeah. So king definitely feeling slighted. Uh, we go to King's Landing again, and we go to the Weirwood Gardens there. And it's the second time we've seen this character, but he really had almost no role at all the first time we saw him. We get introduced to Laris uh, Strong. Yep. Son Lord of... Strong's other son. Yep. Yep. He's got the strong one and then this crippled hunchback. Yeah, he's got a, a club foot. In, in the books, he's known as Laris Clubfoot. Okay. Yep. Um, right away, I don't know. I don't want to be uh, just making conclusions, but this guy threw me off. He looked like someone from a fucking horror movie. I didn't trust him right away. I was like, you sketch me out. Yeah, just his way of talking. Yeah, he's got that evil little sinister fucking vibe yeah, to him. And planting sure enough, thoughts he, in everybody's minds and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what he does right away. Yeah. He literally starts digging right into Allison right away, kind of starting to try to plant little seeds. Like, I can be your friend. I can be good to you. And she's like, dude, I got friends. I don't need your creepy ass. Right. Yeah, so or like saying stuff like, uh, Grandmaster Melos brought her tea. She must be sick. Right. I was going to say, yeah. So what does like, he do? He's like, oh, well, I can... Pr-. He almost kind of try to prove his worth right away. Because he's like, I can be your friend. She's like, I don't really need any friends. You weird guy. And right. he's like, oh, but how about if I have good little tidbits? Kind of, you know what I mean? Like instantly showing what his value is. Yep. But also, right before that, he's like... He diminishes his value. Makes himself seem like not a threat. He's like... No one ever wants to listen to me, so I just have to observe. That is true. He's like, yep, so he's like, point. yeah, don't, I, I got nothing, but here's what I here's what I saw. This is what I heard. Yep, and good so call. Very Varys-like. That is very Varys-like. Right? Like, That's a good call. Don't mind me. I'm just a eunuch. Like, yeah, I'm just a club foot guy. I'm the hunchback of Notre Dame over here. I'm good. Meanwhile, I'm the fucking head of the... Black cells and doing all this crazy shit. And mm, that's interesting. And moving the only, all the chess pieces. The only other time that we saw him, like I said, he didn't really do much. But what he, all, he, all he did was ask basically to sit in on the gossip circle. Right. All the that's ladies his priority. Exactly. But that's just him kind of just sitting there in a room where you can just gather information and absorb all of this information to use against other people later on. Exactly. So you know this guy's a bit of a snake. Yeah. But like you said, he uh, literally tells Allison, and he's like, oh, like, how's Raynara doing? Like, is she okay? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you talking about, dude? And he's like, oh, I heard about the friggin' maester going up there with the TV <laughs> the other night. She's yeah. like, bitch, what you talking about? He's like, oh, yeah, the king. Aren't you married to the king? The king's the one that said that. You didn't know? Yeah, if it was the grandmaster, it must have been important. Yeah. And Allison yeah. right away is just like, oh, wow, this guy might be actually useful. Hang on a second. All right. That's good, that's good info. Right. But then, also, like, what the fuck? Like, why are that tea getting sent up? Like, you told me that. You swore in your mother's memory that. You didn't do nothing. Right. But still. Exactly. It's exactly how I felt. But still. Right. That's just the king's thought. Maybe he's not so quick to trust his daughter as you are. Maybe he's a little bit more suspect. Here's this thing in case you lied to me. Well, maybe it's there if you want it. You banged another guy instead of Prince Damon. Yeah. You never know. Whatever. You know what I mean? But right away, sneaky motherfucker, this Lord, oh, whatever he is, not Lord, yeah. but Laris. Laris, Laris Strong. Laris, you know what I mean? one letter different from Varys. Um, we go back to the Driftwood, we're going to spend a couple times this episode. Uh, we see that the king and his hand are going to go up to Lord Corse. It's basically like his own little throne room. And the king is doing awful. He looks fucking even sicker than he did on the boat. Now he's not vomiting, but he's just like sweating. He looks like he can't even hold his head up. He's like just grossly pale. Yeah. Lord Corliss offers him a C. He's like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Lord Corliss does bend the knee, though, which was like the smallest sign of that I'm not totally at war with you. That's like the smallest little thing that he had to do, and that at least he did. He was like, all right, I know I've done all this other shit, but yeah. we're not in full-blown rebellion just yet. We're getting there. I'll bend the knee to you right now. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Princess Rainies comes running in, which I thought was wicked weird. She looked like such a housewife in the scene. She's like supposed to be this badass princess. She just comes in in like some fucking Snow White dress, just like, cousin, what's going on? I had no idea you were stopping by. Yeah. Fucking weird. She's no? she's being a character or something. Like maybe you might be right, playing a role. I thought maybe she the way she um like grabbed his hand right away, and like she's just like yeah, she's the most she tuned in smart. He's got that glove. character that, that yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah. She knows that, so she's like wanting to see how fucked up he was. Yes, I think you're right because like he's wearing like a glove that they have like I don't know if they're fake. Like, right, they put like ca- something in. He does a he does a cool job of like only moving those three fingers. And yeah, stuff. And yeah, quite yeah. a few scenes. He's he'll be like just tapping those three. Yeah, that's a good call. It's almost like she is trying to right away. Because so, yeah. like you said, it doesn't really seem like her. She's like putting on an act. Yeah, like, she's always dolled up like a princess in every single scene. She's got like a nice dress. She's dolled up like a princess. And this, she just literally, like I said, like a housewife. She looked like she was just getting done doing the dishes or something yeah. like that. Princess Rainey, she ain't doing the fucking dishes, bro. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It also could be driving home the, um, like, not greeting them at the front door thing. Like, not only do we not greet at the front door, but I... Didn't even I'm just them like off. rolling in. Oh, that's something. I like that actually. I, like, oh, I was just them. in the middle of something. Like, yeah. great to see you. What I a, like what a that. surprise. I think almost another slide. Just like, oh yeah, whatever. I forgot you were coming by. Yeah. Oh yeah, your hand is falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, also, they tell him they tell him the news about uh, Prince Damon's wife. They they are the ones that break the news. Like, sorry to you know see you on such a sad occasion. The king's like, what the fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, uh, the Lady Royce, she's dead. And the king's like, okay, that's <laughs> definitely strange. I'll deal with another was, problem to add to my list. Yeah, I liked her. She was nice to Damon. <laughs> like, like that's all he really said. Uh, he's like, you know, kind of, I'll stole that. For, I'll stole. I'll stole that for later problems. You know what I mean? Let's focus on the task at hand here. Lord Colas is like, what task is that? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, uh, let's let's forge these houses. Let's make this alliance. My my daughter, your son, Princess Rainara, uh, Lord Lenor, let's let's join our houses. And before Lord Colas dives right on in, he's like, hang on. Even now, he's getting offered the air. He's getting everything he's wanted to form the alliance with the Targaryens. His son's going to be basically the king apparent in a way. Yep. And he's still not so fast. Hang on. Let's let's go over right, some details. a couple of quick things here. Ask how the succession's going to go. He's like, what do you mean, dude? Boy, girl, whatever. First one, going to get it. Okay. Then he asks, what name are they going to do? Because my son, he's he's the man, so technically it should be Valerian, right? The laws of Seven Kingdoms. And you can tell the king's a little annoyed now. Like, he's really starting to be like, are you fucking just busting my balls, dude? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I'm already giving you my door. Yeah. She's on the crown. But still fucking kind of just appeases him. Says, hey, all right, you know what? When they have their kids, they'll take the last name Valerian, just like the custom says. And then if they are to take the throne and become king or queen... Then they'll take the Targaryen name, so that that way the Targaryens are always ruling and they're the ones in charge. Lord Colas says, "All right, good deal. Let's do it. I'm in. Wedding on. Yeah, this is equitable. Yeah, agreeable terms. Right. So we go to a nice little beach walk. We see our new couple to be. We're with Rhaenyra and Lainor, and we're gonna start flinging around some sexual innuendos, which I thought were very funny. We're gonna talk some, yeah. some duck, some goose, some chicken. We're gonna be talking some we're gonna be talking a whole lot of meat, some grease. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out exactly what everyone's into and what they like to eat or what they like to fuck or who knows what. But it's very, very, very funny way of doing the scene, I thought. I enjoyed it. Not always a ton of laughs to be had in Game of Thrones, but this scene I did find that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. But basically, they laid down, you know, that neither one of them would be their first their first option, you know what I mean? And uh, right now I was like, you know, like let's, let's just do our duty to our houses, you know what I mean, to the realm and all that, what we have to do. And then once we get married, we can just... 
Have an open marriage, you know what I mean? Let's, let's be fucking new. Let's be fucking hip. Let's have an open marriage. You fuck yeah. who you want. I'll fuck who I want. St- sticking with the metaphor, she says, uh, each of us dines as we see fit. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Duck or goose? Duck or goose. <laughs> each of us dines as we see fit. <laughs> but Leno loves it. He he sounds right away. He's like, hell yeah, dude, I'm in. That sounds mint. Yeah. So we go to fucking his parents now, Lord Corliss and Princess uh, Rainey's. And, you know, basically they're discussing the new arrangements and stuff like that. They're, they're probably pretty happy with how their day is going. But they also kind of make it seem like they know. I, I was kind of surprised by this. They know about uh, about Leno. Like we just found out in the last scene. Yeah. Leno is a little gay. Corliss is in denial a little bit. Okay. That's how you all right, That's how you talk. I took it a little bit of a different way. Lord Corliss goes to his wife. He'll grow out of it. Right. That's what I mean by he'll, denial. He'll grow out of it. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right. He's just... And then he even kind of goes like, he goes, there's no better taste than like betting a woman. But in my head, I'm just like, Lord Collis, you were fucking dudes at some point, huh? (laughs) Oh, shit. I I got you. What is that? No, that's hilarious. I just didn't even think of that. I don't know, dude. It was just the way, like the way the whole thing, the whole thing, like the the way it went, just like I said, like him just brushing it off. Like, oh, no, he's young. That's what boys do. They play swords. They fuck each other. It's fine. I'm just like. Trust me, I was like that till I had a girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole thing. I was just like, this is a little, a little strange, but all right. Whatever. I'm not going to stop throwing accusations around it. You guys do what you want to do. That's funny. But, um, hey, we're going to get the whole spinoff show, right? like prequel show of course. Oh, the Sea Snake? That's right. That's right. Hey. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny, Luke. I forgot about that. You know those seamen. That's one of the prequel shows that they have lined up, huh? Yeah. Sea Snake just killing guys and fucking dudes. I mean, you know. <laughs> Got a few months at sea. It's lonely out there. What I love Game of Thrones. Game. No <laughs> show better in the world. Uh, but Rainey says, uh, hey, you know, you're putting us in danger. You know, like, this is going to be a bad situation. She's like, even if fucking he's the king apparent, he's not, like, the actual king. He is only king because of Rainara. And the throne is, I mean, the Westeros, the kingdom, is not going to accept Rainara on the throne. He's like, so, I like I was already passed over. I was already up there once. I was, you know, I almost had it. They passed me over. They're not they're never gonna accept the woman. And if we put Leno in this situation, we're putting him in danger because there could be an attack on Raynar, he could be there. Yeah, it's gonna be a war. Yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be shitty. Uh and then Corliss kinda actually for the first time in the entire series we see Corliss like kinda brings up again, like, hey, you should be queen actually. Kind of almost like looks over his son kinda pretty quickly actually. And kind of says, you got passed up once. You shouldn't get passed up twice. You should be queen. And it's very kind of stern in it. Hmm. And she uh, she says that even, she said that she's given up that part. She's looked past it already. She's, she's, she's done with those days. Right. I don't believe that. Yeah, she's already put that business behind her. Yeah, yeah. And so he needs to, too. There's always something that can get you back in the fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know she's still sour about it. She's just got to just be saying that. You know? Yeah. Uh, from there, we go to two conversations that are basically, you know, very simpatico with one another in a way. Uh, we're going to go to have Prince, well, Prince, the king to be, or apparently the king to be, uh, Lenor, yep. and his lover. Who's Joffrey, hilariously. No fucking way. How did I miss that? Huh? His name is Joffrey? It goes by Joff. Oh my god, how the <laughs> fuck did I miss Joff? that? I had no idea this twat's name was Joffrey. Yeah. Oh my god. I literally wrote him down as the lover in all my notes like 50 times. That's so funny. It's Joff. 
That's fucking crazy. Oh, I love that. All right, so Laner and fucking Joffrey 2.0, they're uh, basically saying how this situation's perfect. Uh, Princess Reynara knows about them, but she's, like, fine with it. We can still keep on doing what we're doing. Yeah. He goes, this is perfect. This is everything I was ever fearful of. I don't have to worry anymore. And then he says, basically, I want to be a sworn protector, and that way I can stay close to you. I can watch you back. I can watch you back. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you. <laughs> and then he also lets it known that he knows that there's rumors circling that Reynara's got a little lover, a little secret lover of her own. Right. They kind of figure out that she's got the same reason that he does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to find out who that's going to be. But then we go to said secret lover because he's talking to his girl. We got Reynara and Cole. Yeah. And we're on the ship home, and oh my god, man. I like this Cole kid until this moment, but fuck. He's going to take his shot. What an idiot. We did not read the room at all, dude. I mean, just seems Pours like his a heart open. total simp. Just like, <laughs> come on, babe. Let's sit. Let's run away. Let's throw our lives together. Let's sail off to the fucking Orange Land and pick peaches and fucking... He fucking hates himself, though. Oh, my God. He's so fucking pathetic in this scene. I hated it he's, so much. He's already ready to like kill him. himself because he, like, soiled his cloak and... Yeah, he mentions you know. that a bunch of... Th- I sullied my cloak for yeah. you. Oh, my God, dude. You fucked a hot girl. Cry me a fucking river, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get over it. But uh, he goes, you know, what are you going to marry for? Love or for duty? Oh, no, I'm sorry. For the crown. I'm sorry. Yeah, for the crown. for love, not for the crown. And then we get Reynara Delira, an awesome line. I am the crown. That was sick. Yeah, that was pretty good. I thought that was an awesome line. I am the knight. Yeah. I'm Just the one who knocks. Straight up explains, you know, like, yo, I'm a Targaryen, dude. Like, my family's been doing this thing forever. I'm, this is my what I'm born to do. This is my duty. And then she even goes as far to say, I already talked to Wayne. Oh, we're good. I told them what's up. Like, me and you can keep doing our thing. We're going to be able to keep fucking everything. Like, chill. It's like, no, you don't understand. And then Cole was like, what? I don't want to be your whore. Nah, bro. I'm about this. This is bullshit. And then he goes and literally just stomps away like a child. If I was Raynara, I would have pulled pulled dick for the first time be like don't you walk away from your queen get your ass back here yeah who are you to walk off you're my protector well and didn't it seem like she was maybe about to spill the beans about the whole like song of ice and fire like aegon's prophecy thing mm. it's like listen she did in a way actually yeah she did mention yeah. my ancestor aegon took over the throne because and then he just like storms off yeah yeah no definitely and so like she was gonna let him in on that fucking maybe i don't know seemed like it yeah but I couldn't believe it. Like I said, I've liked Cole this whole show. I thought every single scene he's been in so far has been pretty cool. He's always been a pretty likable, kind of a badass sometimes. You know what I mean? And then this, just fucking what a just Disney character move. Mm. What am I, yo, whore? This <laughs> <laughs> is like, uh, yeah, that sounds like, like you protect her. You get the bag. You're basically her husband. Like, what else do you want? Dude? Yeah. And you still get to make your family happy, you know, like not happy but proud. You get to still bring like all this honor, and because you're a white knight and you know a man of the king's god. He has right? no bullseye on his back because nobody has any idea. True, good point. You know what I mean? Right. As, as sad as he is with himself, he should have never envisioned a world where this would have worked out. Like dude, it's the fucking queen of the world, dude. Like, loser. What do you think? Haven't you ever like talked to a girl one time? Play hard to get a couple times. Just keep doing the night thing. There's gonna be more nights where she's gonna stumble home from a fucking brothel, horned up, and be like, "Where's Christian Cole? Come in yeah. here, bro." I mean, fuck. Steal his helmet. Play the game, man. Don't just dive right in. Uh, but we go back to King's Landing, and we got uh, 
Allison is actually going to summon who else but our our swoon the lover boy, this little fucking simp bitch. We're going to call we're going to call in Cole and uh, Allison's going to basically just start questioning him, but then instead of going full it seems like she may almost get cold feet for a second. She doesn't want to just dive in and ask the question. Yeah. She takes an interesting step around it and she kind of starts mentioning about the rumors about what happened with Damon beforehand. Uh-huh. And then right at that, it seems like Cole's almost like, I can't even hear anymore because I fucked her right after that. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to hear about her uncle's possible dick juice there. I did it. 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 I'm sorry. Please just take mercy on me and just kill me quickly. Don't touch it. Yeah. Allison's like, you're free to leave. Well, I got the feeling that he thought she knew about it. Like Allison? Yeah. When yeah. she left off, like, then she was sleep. She left with. Right. And she tells off. She's like, oh, fuck. It was a weird way for because like I said, like I know she we starts direct. Yeah, we breach our, you know, our promises and yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. Uh, so like you guys are yelling, like, I think she's like, so even, it like, seemed like she was calling him out squarely. People like things happen and you get swept up in the moment, right. but you can't get swept up in the moment. We talked about this last week when you have to take off 127 pieces of armor and it takes three hours. There's no getting caught up in the moment. There's yeah. 50,000 moments that pass where you're not swept up. You're choosing to do this. Yeah, but. Hey, she's like, I just needed. I didn't. I don't even care. Like, uh, you're a good knight. Go back to being a knight. Just I idiot, need this information. Just fucking. Yeah, dude. He was worried about Ray spilling the beans, dude. He told him two seconds. Yeah, when she wasn't even asking about it. Oh, he's just like, oh shit. Yeah. Tough episode for Cole, man. Tough, yeah. tough episode for Cole. But uh, I had something else on there too. Oh yeah. oh yeah, just it was funny that he he pegged to keep his wiener instead of like, please. <laughs> Don't don't yeah. geld me. Yeah. Just kill me. No torture. No fucking <laughs> yeah. make me have cauliflower elf ear like fucking Adar in Lord of the Rings. Don't take yeah. my penis. Just quick. Death. Just please kill me. Please, please. Um, but we go to the king chambers. Another quick scene here. Wicked quick. We basically just see that the king is doing fucking awful. Like right. really, really bad. We're gonna be getting some leeches ready, which sounds like something I don't want to see. Which sounds really brutal to watch after the maggots was already gross enough. Leeches, yeah. but then the king just seems like he's starting to think that his time might be coming to an end because he's just like kind of doing that last talk kind of shit. Like, how am I gonna be remembered? How is the people gonna remember me? They're gonna sing songs about me. Yeah, which as I he's as like, he's tripping on milk of the poppy, right? Falling asleep on his heroin trip, real quick. Yeah. Get that vibe where he's starting to think his, his time's getting to an end. You know what I mean? He's starting to panic. Yeah. Midlife crisis or like late life crisis. Yeah. Shit. Lord Strong's there again, though, to kind of comfort him. You know what I mean? Give him some good words again. He's always there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, another thing kind of coming up on this scene is yeah. some people are starting to get sketched out by the maesters. Um, oh, yes. About and so, the decision making. Yeah. Which you can't trust these guys. They're from Old Town. You don't know what's going on. You know right. They're mean? Old Towners and. Obviously, the number two in command had some very different ideas right, from number right, one, right, but right. number one's like, nope, only only leeches. It's always worked the best. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, then, these maces might be up to no good. The yeah. leeches I mean, have always like that in, in the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Orwile is the younger guy. He's the darker-skinned young guy who wanted to use the poultices. Okay. And so he's... Yeah, he made it sound like they were almost like new technology. <laughs> right. These new, uh, these new updated it's leeches. They're the best herbs. leeches around. Yeah. They suck the blood two times stronger than your ordinary leech. Yeah. <laughs> Put some leeches on my belly. Suck the fat right out of me. <laughs> Middle ages liposuction. Let's go. Yeah, for real, huh? <laughs> Uh, we went to that from there we went to that quick little scene that we actually mentioned at the beginning of the episode um, basically it's there people are just arriving people are now arriving uh, for the wedding for the, for the you know the week of festivities yeah. but it was cool we see all the all the ships from 
uh, from the drift mock making their way in. True black sails. Black sails. Yeah. People are arriving in spades, but it was very, very cool visual. I liked that a lot. And then uh, it's time to get to the wedding where we're going to fucking... Things are going to pop off, baby. It's wedding time. A lot is going to happen in this scene. Got some grand entrances yeah. starting off. We have a lot going on. So we start... We start. Guests kind of start arriving. They're greeting the king. Oh, we got that time. Let's see if Lowe's can do it. First time going to do it himself. Come on, behave it. Oh my God! Look at this guy, ladies and gentlemen. Is he not a producer or what? I wish I was keeping talent. That was if we had a ticker bell with this now, that would have been like that was like a fucking NASCAR. What do you call it? The pit crew there, right? That was awesome. Well done. <laughs> Using the ones and the twos on that one. That wasn't just ones. Unbelievable. And he shows why we call him the human soundboard too, with the fucking unbelievable the guy's a man of many talents, ladies and gentlemen. Never ceases to impress. Um, perfect timing, actually, because we're just starting the scene off. So, like I said, wedding time. Uh, guests are arriving. Uh, they're all, you know, kind of greeting the king and shit like that. We see a couple of douches show up. That Kevin Lannister guy, Jason Lannister guy, tries to make jokes like Cersei or Jamie would, but just like, but you're not dead. Jamie, bro, yeah, you know did not. I mean? Not funny. <laughs> uh, the king. We notice he's looking around. Yo, where the fuck is my wife? Where is the queen? Where is the lady Allison? She's not here. Strange. Mm-hmm. Who is here, though? Prince Damon's here. Mm-hmm. Fresh off of maybe killing his wife. Who can say yeah. for sure? He's Allegedly. Been, yeah, he's been banished from King's Landing. He hasn't been banished from Driftmark, though. Hey, what's going on? What's I heard going? my friggin' niece is getting married. You didn't think I was going to miss this. Right? Like you said, doesn't say a word, though. No one mentions a thing. He just fucking... Yeah. Walks down the hall, takes a seat at the table. Viserys just like motions for a chair to be pulled up. Yeah, yeah. Like, no big deal. All right. Uh, <laughs> Put this on hold. Yeah. Fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> now that you say that whole no talking thing, that was weird. Literally nobody said a word. Like even Raynara. Raynara, yeah. like obviously is, you know, tight with her uncle, even before the whole weird vibe last episode. They're always like very nice to one another and like, hey, how you doing? Kind of a thing. Yeah. Don't even really acknowledge each other. It's her wedding day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Um, then we have a big grand fucking entrance for the Valerians. It's obviously it's their house, you know what I mean? But like I said, we didn't do anything for the king arriving. There was no fucking, no carpet or anything. They're walking into this wedding like they're the fucking bell of the ball, man. They look pretty cool, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They all come strolling in. Corliss, Rainies, Lainor, Lena. I think the uncle, too. Uh, and then that's when, you know, now all the guests of honor are here. The king starts making his, you know, his, his big speech, addressing the court and all that. And... Allison almost, it seems like, intentionally dragged her feet getting down here, almost waited for the king to start his speech. Yeah. And midway through it, just breaks up the whole thing, comes walking on down, makes her grand entrance, and we find out she's in a very bright green dress. And we find out from who else but the fucking, uh, what is it, the, the clubfoot? Yeah, Larry, Larry's clubfoot. <laughs> the clubfoot fucking hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what the fucking you know what the like the what call the beacons shine when the old tower calls their banners for war? Green. Yeah. So it's almost like he's saying like this might be a declaration of war. Like Allison knows now that Reynara lied to her. She her dad got forced out of fucking town, lost his hand to the king. Her son's not going to be the heir. It seems like all right, you know what? She's finally she's she's pissed off and she's going to sign. You know what I mean? She's going to. Go back to our family's roots. Yep. And, and then back to the title of the episode, The House Words of Hightower. We light the way. We light the way. With the green freaking flame on the Hightower. 
That is very good. Call on the call. banners. Yep, Let's go. That's right. I forgot that that was the episode. Yeah. The, uh, the name of the episode, but very interesting. It seems like this is going to start popping off a little bit between these high towers and the fucking the, uh, the Targaryens here. Yep. And uh, if you go back to my the first episode, I came on the the two sides in the Dance of the Dragons is the Greens and the Blacks. The Greens are Alicent, oh shit, Alicent supporters. And the Blacks are oh. Rhaenyra's supporters. And it goes back to this event. This, this green dress it goes back to wow I didn't even think of that yeah. oh wow I forgot all about that that's, a, that's awesome oh, that's very shit. interesting yep um, from there we go still in, still at the wedding but a wild fucking uh, a, a dance scene just a wild dance we're fucking <laughs> flapping wings we're doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit but I I don't even know what else to say beside that just a wild dance scene I was just yeah. like what the fuck are we doing um we find out that Old Town, the I don't know, it's, it's got to be the head, head, head of the family. Whoever's above Otto, it's got to yeah, be his older father, brother, I'd imagine. Or, or yeah, I don't know. They they mentioned his older brother at one point. I don't know if maybe it was him or or father. Maybe okay. one of the two. But yeah, whoever the the big honcho is at Old Town, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's here. He's at the wedding. He says to Allison, "Hey, we thought with your dad leaving that you might kind of basically just fall apart over here and crumble. I see that you're standing up, and this is a good sign. Like Old Town's behind you. You know what I mean? Yep. We're here to support you." And he's rock, rocking some green, too. Yeah, true. So it seems like she's not the only high tower that's finally, you know, pissed off and is going to start trying to fucking push the, push the envelope a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so many things going on in this freaking episode. It's wild. I mean, in this episode, in this scene. Um, right after that, back to the table. Damon confronted by, is it Rhea Royce's cousin, I believe? Yes. Um, Gerald. Gerald. Gerald Royce. Gerald yeah. Royce. So he's going to confront Damon. He's going to go right up to the high tower in front of the king, in front of the hand, and he's going to say, hey, like, I was... Accuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was your cousin's wife. Like, uh, you fucking killed her. I know you did. Damon does typical Damon stuff. Just starts just dragging the guy. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a crime to... Yeah. (laughs) To make up shit. Yeah. You bronze cunt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. That was. And then, I guess, I don't know how, he... Mr. Friggin' Royce just didn't even think about this, but Damon's like, hey, uh, you know, me and my wife, we didn't have any kids, so that means that she was heir to Runestone. That means that Runestone's mine now. <laughs> and he's just like, you can see the guy's like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think of that. Like, shit. And right. just almost like runs off. Like, shit. Right. Just tucks tail and runs. You know what I mean? And when he introduced himself at the beginning of that, he's like, of Moonstone. Yeah, like, he's yeah, very yeah. proud of the fact he's the Moonstone guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> Damon's just like, pretty gangster. I'll move. just take that from me if I feel like it. So, back the fuck off. Yeah, pretty, pretty gangster move. Yeah. Um, he gets right off of that chair, and it seems like this happens a lot. It seems like when he kind of starts to get going, he can't stop himself. Like, he just, once he catches a little bit of fire, he just heats up. Because as soon yeah. as he goes, he's done, this guy just comes up, he questions him. He's like, all right, what am I going to go do? I'm going to go find this Princess Lena girl, and I'm just going to start hitting on her. He's like, <laughs> yeah. she likes dragons. I got one of those. <laughs> just starts spitting She's hot for game. dragon riders, right? Yeah. Lady Lena starts spitting game to the, the Lady Sea Snake, and she seems like she's into it. She's hot, too. Yeah, she is. She's, she grew up a little bit. She's grown. <laughs> but uh, she, she seems like she's into it. She says that, like, you know, every lady in the kingdoms would want Damon. He's a Targaryen. He's a dragon rider. Now he's got runestone. You know what I mean? He's an eligible <laughs> bachelor. He's someone that should be wanted. Um, And then we see Joffrey. I love that his name is Joffrey. I, keep, I was going to say lover because it's so in my head, but his name is Joffrey. Easy to remember. So much better. Yeah. Joffrey, this guy, who's going to, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. This is a crazy move. He's going to go up the coal, right? He's in the so sure. Of this wedding. Yeah. Like, how does he think that? Wild. Sure. 
And he's going to go right up to this guy of the king's god. And he's going to be like, hey, I know you fuck. I know you fuck the friggin' air. You, 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 you and the queen. Oh, you and the, you and the queen. You and the princess. I know you guys are banging. Yeah, I bang him. You bang her. <laughs> it's all good. I'm yeah. banging him. She knows. He knows. I know. Everyone knows. It's all good. But as long as only we know, it's good. <laughs> we'll keep everyone's secrets. We'll protect each other. Everyone's good. Right? Like family. High five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if we didn't keep the secrets, it'd be bad. Yeah. Because of that kind of shitty blackmail tone at the end, I felt like. Yeah. 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 Um, Basically, just kind of like, you know, walks off or whatever. And then Damon's going to go over to Raynara. And he's going to, he's done with Lady Lana now. He's going to go and kind of confront her. And it seems like he's actually, he seems like he's kind of fired up. He seems like his, like his tone of voice and everything. He seems pretty fiery. And he's like, hey, like, are you sure you want to fucking do this? Like, Leno's a good kid. I fought with him. You know what I mean? They won the Stepstones together. So it seems like he doesn't have, like, any, like, real animosity towards Leno. It's not about that. Right. It seems like he's like, do you really want to, like, do you want to marry this kid? And I love this. Raynar is just like, dude, like, if you want me, just fucking take me already. She goes like, cut down my king's, cut down my father's king's god, <laughs> take me to Dragonstone, wed me, make me your wife. And I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> me. Or? And it, it fucking caught him oh, off guard again. My bad. I thought my fault. My fault. I, 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 Nick's I, I, in the I, living I, room I, like. <laughs> <laughs> But same thing, like, as soon as she took charge in that love scene in the last episode, he, like, didn't know what the fuck to do. Or does he? Because we don't... Right, we don't actually know what happened. We see it again. Another yeah. perfect example of what we were mentioning. All of a sudden, Damon looks like he's going to almost kind of take her up on this. And he goes, like, it looks like they're about to kiss. Their faces get super fucking close. Right. And then all of a sudden, we go to King Viserys' POV and just, like, an eruption breaks out. Reminded me of like when you're in a like when you see like a fight in high school because you don't see it first, you hear it first. Like you're free, you see it, you're at lunch. The fight breaks out a couple tables down. And you're like, huh? And then by the time you look over, there's a whole bunch of people swarmed. Then you kind of kind of like, what's going on in there? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Very much that kind of vibe to it. And we find out that it's not Prince Damon, which I that was my first. Time. I was like, oh shit! Like something just popped off. Maybe he did uh, kiss her. And yeah. Fuck. Like yeah, Kristen Cole maybe kicking the shit out of him. Yeah, maybe or... Lanor. Like who yeah. knows? I don't know. It could have been. Could have just been a prideful kid. You know what I mean? Who knows? But it turns out it wasn't. It wasn't any of them. It was actually fucking Cole. Cole snapped. Kid went fucking crazy. Saw red. Attacks Joffrey. Yeah. Just starts fucking laying into him. Huge commotion. People can't move. Raynar is getting pushed around. Lane is getting pushed around. Lanor comes in to try to help his boy Joffrey. Cole makes a slight mistake here because that's royalty now, dude. You just fucked him up. He gives him like a peace combo. Bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Puts Lanor down, dude. And then hops right back on Joffrey. Starts mauling this guy to absolute pieces. Uh, our hand. He loses it. He's like. Yeah, he's losing it back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fucking the hand there, uh, Lord Strong. Mm-hmm. He gives an awesome little. Gets his gets the son gets his uh, his son's eye. Yep. Who's uh, Harwin? Harwin Strong, right? The strongest yep. man in the kingdom. They say. Yep. He's just standing there, basically like a bouncer looking for the switch. And the guy, his dad, gives him the look, and he's like, "Okay," and just starts knocking out everybody, making his way through the crowd, just dropping people. Yeah. Picks up Raynara, saves her, and then we go to Cole again, and he is mollywopped this kid's face into absolute fucking mush. You ever see Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. You know the part when Robin Williams accidentally drops his mask like out the window and then the 18 wheel like backs <laughs> over it? That was literally what this kid's face looked like yeah. from Christian Cole's fucking gloves. American chop suey. Just, just yeah. shredded. Much. One of the grossest things I've ever seen in Game of Thrones, and that's saying a lot. 
Yeah. Reminded me of two of the the Viper scene, obviously. Yeah. That's like the only thing that might have been gross though, like just yeah. in her head. That was yes. fucking wild. Yeah. Um <laughs> But we see uh right as the scene kinda closes out, we also see that, you know, all of this controversy is going on, craziness. The king's also again not doing good. He's just looks like he's bleeding like crazy from either his nose or his mouth or something like that. I know, he's still bleeding at the altar. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pouring out of his nose. Oh, nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always this guy is not just every scene he's not doing good. Oh yeah, I, I thought you said Lenor Viserys. Oh no, no, so yeah, King, yeah. We, that was like how it kind of closed out. It's like after all, all this controversy is closing out, kind of. Yeah, him and he's like coughing, new, sneeze, like a new sneeze. issue. Yeah, yeah, all right, it's just like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy's literally falling apart. Uh, but between the fact that he's probably dying, like we keep saying, and the fact that this wedding just seemed like it caused up World War Three, he's like, all right, fuck this whole seven days of festivities and games and tournaments. We're getting married right now. We're diving right into the thing. Leno's still like crying over his boy Joffrey's mushed face. He's dead as shit. He's still like, really like oh, I'll marry you if I have to. Okay, I do. Yeah. I mean, there's a puddle of blood. Like yeah, 30 literally like there. on the fucking floor. And he got like three cups of his boyfriend's blood just like right there. No shit. And we <laughs> see, uh, well actually, Losis actually pointed it out. Good call. The scenes aren't actually happening at the exact same time because Lady Allison is in both places, which she obviously can't be in two places at once. So they got to just have yeah. one right after the other. But they film it like they're happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. We see that Cole is basically back at the Weirwood. And he is taking off his whole, the whole white guard, the king's guard armor. He's taking it all off. He's basically saying, I, you know, I, I quit. And then it turns out he's like, I'm also going to kill myself. Getting ready to just stab himself in the gut, which seems like a terrible way to kill yourself. You're going to bleed yeah. out. It's going to take a while. That sounds really bad. Yeah. But who comes over and stops him? Lady Allison. Lady Allison's like, hey, dude, don't do that. Yeah, I forgive you. I protect you. Yeah, very interesting that she comes and stops him. So I'm thinking yeah. that now his allegiance, which he was so dedicated to Reynara, now it might be swinging the other way. She Indeed. just she knows his secret. She protected him. She didn't torture him. She didn't kill him. Now she's stopping him from killing himself. Seems like his his loyalty, his allegiance might be swaying. You know what I mean? For sure. And as as awesome of a number one he was for Rhaenyra, I feel like he has an even like tighter bond with Allison maybe. through all, all this couple couple things they've been through. Yeah, maybe. And how much he maybe doesn't like Rhaenyra anymore. Yep. Also, he could seem to like really hate her. Salty yeah. spurn love. He's a little bitch. Yeah, yep. like a little. Put it by your whore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, of course, they can't close the scene there. They have to close it out on the same thing that they've been doing again. They go to the wedding, and the king literally faints right there, like as they're like finishing the wedding ceremony. And that's how the episode literally ends with the king collapsing. Right. Tough episode for the king, man. He's yeah, they've not looking really good. forced that he could collapse at any moment, and then that's literally how they end it too. And the craziest part about it is, uh, I'm sure you watched the preview for next week. He's still in... How the fuck is this guy going to survive yeah. 10 years? This Down is the up. last episode before the jump. Yeah. How the... This guy's not going to be anything left. He's just going to be a mouth. Yeah, wasting disease. There's going to be a hair and mouth. Yeah. Just <laughs> crumbling away. <laughs> I mean, my God, I can't believe he's still going to make this jump. But that was a good uh, good episode, I thought. Yeah. Fucking very entertaining. Weddings never let down in Game of Thrones. I thought this was another entertaining one. Mm-hmm. Definitely not as bad as some of the other ones, but yeah, definitely you gotta have at least one death. Gotta have at least one death in a Game of Thrones wedding, for sure. What do they say actually in that first season of Game of Thrones? It's not a real Dothraki wedding unless there's three. I think three people dead. Yeah, I think Something so. Like I think that. that's right from the books too. That was like, yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely yeah. is. It's not at least uh, without three, at least three deaths. Or a dull affair. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but um, and uh, just a couple crazy or cool things to yeah, look out to for next week. Um, if you watched the next week trailer 
they yep. they show that Rhaenyra has quite a few kids. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. But also that none of them look like Lenor. Ooh, Cersei Jamie two point Like they all are white boys with like brown hair. Hey, hey. oh Nick. wait, with brown hair. Yeah. Maybe it was Nick. Oh. <laughs> hey, so you're saying there's a chance. So Just when I think I'm out, so, they pull me right back in. The quote from the trailer was like, one one boy with brown, or one child with brown hair is like a chance, but three? Right, right, right. So Same like, thing, yeah. That's the quote from the, oh, shit. the trailer. So that's going to, and like we know Kristen Cole is a candidate. He's the only that's person. That's what I was just thinking. As soon as you said that brown yeah. hair, I mean, that kid's got luscious brown locks. You know right. I mean? He's always letting it flow. But oh, that's interesting. Then anybody else who comes up in the next few months for Rhaenyra could be another candidate too. But yeah. it's madness. Yeah. Last episode before the uh, the ten year time jump. So this is like I said, the midpoint of the season. Now I think things are really going to start escalating. I think the second half of the season is going to pop off. It seems like some so shit's too. really going to start going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Only a couple of days away. Yeah. Um, I'm really pumped too. Like. They've already uh, gone a, a lot different from the books in a lot of ways, yeah. and uh, and then also just the way the book is written. Like I know that same thing I just described like, that there's kids who have different hair color, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. there's a lot of people who have theories about I who could you. be the father. But you were saying at the books end of the day, too. it's Lenore's kids. That's like how it's presented, right? You were saying too in the books, didn't you? Like kind of what we were talking about this whole episode that there's like there are things that are only from like a point of view. So yeah. It could not be like exactly how we're being told. Yep. Which is all right. Yep. So like the high septum. They're even doing that in the show. Yeah, the high septum is one of the main sources that the history book is written on. I got. You. And the other main source is this guy Mushroom, who's the the, the <laughs> court jester. This guy Mushroom. He's the court jester. It's it's kind of like jester. So oh, kind of like awesome. kind of like in a song of ice and fire, how like Patchface, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, Moon yeah, Boy, yeah. and like yeah, all these yeah. guys have like these really significant roles. Yeah. Um. He's. They all think he's adult and don't know. He doesn't know. Can't like listen, but he actually is listening. To like everything that's going on, and he no shit. Like oh, that's is very smart, and um, he he gives this. It's called the testimony of mushroom, where he lays down all <laughs> this crazy shit. And so like that's where like they got the story about Damon and Rhaenyra. That's one of Mushroom's stories. Oh okay. Um and stuff like that. So a lot of the crazier shit that they're running with for the show is Mushroom's take or no Mushroom's shit. testimony. No shit. Pretty cool. As opposed to the Septon, who was very anti-Rhaenyra. Oh, okay. Because the Septon was the Septon for King Aegon. Like, you know, so I don't know. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. That, well, I like that they're doing that. Like, that. that's a hard thing to so, kind of yeah, pull get, off without, yeah. like, totally saying it gives exactly them what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. It does. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um well, you said last episode before the, the character changed too. I thought these people, I mean, Raynar won me over. I thought the actress that played her, she did an awesome job. Yeah. I've heard great. that people, because of all of the love that they're getting on social media and stuff like that, they're talking about for season two, being able to maybe find a way to work some of them back in and like flashbacks and stuff like that, just to give them some mm-hmm. more scenes and stuff. They did do a really good job. So I would say that's the only, I'm not really actually, I'm not really worried about so much the Allison character because I love Olivia Cook. So I think I'm going to like her anyways, but. A little worried about the uh, the Raynara, the new Raynara actress. Yeah, just, like she was so good. Yeah, yeah, she did a great job. But I feel like aging her up ten years would be tough. So yeah, and then we're gonna get a whole bunch of new Targaryens because right, right, Aegon's gonna be yep. whatever fourteen, and that'll be cool. his little sister is gonna be twelve. More dragons, I think. Yeah, gonna be coming this second half. Yep. More Targaryens means more dragons, baby. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all together, I'd say a good episode. Great episode. episode. Strong first half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it going. 
Can't wait to see what we got to finish it off. But I think that's going to be pretty much wrapping it up for us for uh, this episode, right? This week. Yeah. That's all I got. Did a lot. She-Hulk, Rings of Power, House of the Dragon. See you back for Cobra Kai. That's right. We're going to be back for Cobra Kai on Thursday. So for those of you guys, the Cobras out there, be on the lookout for that. We're going to be pumping those out so we can get that done before those leaves us for a while. Um, but we also have Andor again tomorrow. I mean, today. I'm sorry. I keep messing that up. But enjoy Andor. We'll be covering that soon. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode today. As always, please remember to share this around. Tell anybody you think you might like about it. Tell people you don't think you might like about it. Tell everybody about it. Shot it from the rooftops. Yeah, if you're watching from YouTube, give us a subscription right now. That's right. Smash right the subscribe button. Right down here. Smash Smash. 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 <laughs> leave a review. Leave a comment. Everything helps. Yeah, no, we appreciate it for Everything sure. Everything helps. You know what I mean? All the analytics, all that shit is about how this show's going to get bigger. We just need to get more eyeballs on the show, and that comes with your guys' help. So please, please do that. Uh, Los, thanks for coming again. As always, buddy, couldn't do the show without you. Anytime. Awesome Oops. job today. Great me. job on the camera work, like I said. Mm. Like a NASCAR guy in the pits. Mm. And then uh, to our aficionado of Westeros, Lukey, baby, thank you again. Third time on the show. No problem. Probably going to be uh, seeing some more of you soon, I imagine. Especially, with, like we said, Los being out, we're going to need some people. You know what I mean? So. Let's go. I can figure out some computer stuff. You need me to need to run that? I love to hear that, man. Yeah. Whatever you need, I baby. I love to hear that. A little less pressure behind the camera, maybe? Behind the... Uh, oh, it's, eh. it's idiot-proof back there. Anybody <laughs> can do it. We can teach a monkey how to run that thing. <laughs> yeah, you might literally be no, able no, to get no. away with having nobody back here, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. We will talk to you soon, and uh, happy watching, huh? Sir. Good night, everybody.